Hello, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Direct Input Podcast. Today is Wednesday, May 10th in the year 2017. And we are in the Neckbreaker Home Studios in the lovely town of Hudson, Massachusetts. Indeed. Why don't you just give up my address and everything? Why don't you give me my social security <laughs> in there? No, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, yeah, Hudson uh, Neckbreaker Studios here, man. We do a couple of these, a couple a year, more or less, I think. Fucking always a good time because you're such an accommodating fella. Fucking with your fucking salmon, fucking lemon squeeze, fucking Chardonnay. white rice, jerk sauce, sauciness. Oh, that jerk sauce on the rice. Mm. All day. All mm. day. Yeah, you know, you guys are coming to the studio here. You, you, least I can do is throw some fish down your gullet and uh, have a couple of drinks with you, you know? I'm man. not traveling, so the least I can do is make it dinner. Dude, you're a man amongst men. What can I say? Thank you, brother. What can I say? I'm fucking engaged now, too, by the way. That's fucking nuts. Isn't that crazy? Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Congratulations, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Congratulations, pal. Aw. <laughs> you're a gentleman and a scholar. It was nice of you. You know, you, you're doing the right thing. I'm doing, the, you know... Being a gentleman. I'm doing everything I want, though. Of and course. Fuck the world. Fuck Don't. the world. I love Caitlin. Great girl, man. You've been with her forever. Stretch my arms on this one. Fucking <laughs> really fucking get comfortable fucking. Mm. Yeah, it's, Just uh, feel good. Just feel good. Just feel right. You're growing up in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Boys to men over Boys here. Boys to men over here. <laughs> All right. Who do we have on the panel this evening? Uh, th- dude, when it comes down to the fucking board of uh, Chamber of Congress, in the town of fucking uh, Hudson, Massachusetts, you got your Paul Salucci's, <laughs> but then you got your fucking, your Brian Thompson's you over know, here, and then you have Mr. Jim Foster. Oh, thanks. That's quite an introduction, man. Hardcore. Don't I'll forget say. about the other heroes from this specific town. Well, what, Gary Sharon, fucking, you know, Noonan Betancourt. I mean, what else is The there? Cash Me Outside girl. She's, you know, she's known for being a Hudson chick now. Yeah, fucking taking a picture of them fucking uh, with David Spade down there, fucking for that fifth, uh, whatever movie they're making. I don't know what Direct to Netflix style, probably. Dude, you have an amazing fuckings per hour count. <laughs> yeah, guy. I did want to, yeah, guy. Again, like, I, I definitely. Uh, you just meet Josh? It's very <laughs> New England, the fuckings per hour on deck, dude. Yeah, guys. Fuck it. Fuck, I don't know. It just slips in there. It's almost like a natural. Uh... It's your um. It's your thinking. It yeah, it's his um. It's all good. <laughs> the um is fine, dude. I did that the other day. I actually counted some guy fucking saying um, and I was like, dude, fucking, we had like a dozen in like two minutes. Fucking, you know? that's how you do it. Fucking, it's all good. <laughs> Jim Foster here. Hey, Jimmy Foster. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. Um, you're originally from fucking like what Framingham or some shit, and where, where, where the hell are you from? Where are you born and raised? I'm born in Framingham and grew up in Natick, and have been in the area ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel good about yourself? Fuck yeah. You proud of everything you've achieved in life? Uh, well, I'm doing pretty good things now, and I think it's gonna happen a little better in the future. And I've done some shit. You're currently doing Red Thirteen Media the Studios. Which one is it? We dumped the media, now we're Red 13 Studios, and we're about to open a record label, branding. You know, we do music videos and produce records and so much films. Everything is coming down the way fast. <laughs> you fucking directed both our videos for Abnormality. Well, the well, two we've done for, for uh, the Metal Blade album, Mechanisms of Omniscience, a.k.a. the Museum of Science. <laughs> and um that's easier for me thanks yeah, appreciate it more fun that's uh, boston irish people we don't we don't do good with words so <laughs> museum of science it is yeah, it's like the mule guy it's you know yeah. i like that video i do i like that video i thought that uh 
you guys had a focused idea and we were able to actually make it look good on a small budget. It was cool. I think, it, you know, of course there's a million things you could do, but when you have limited time, that was pretty cool. Fucking the trouble constraint of life there. It's, it's time, cost, and scope. Or but, time, cost, you know and what? quality. Of course, absolutely. But like focused, when everybody is thinking the same thing and it's like a big giant team effort that works, it's crazy. Like it comes out better, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was like the fucking Teamsters over here. Well, not necessarily like the Teamsters, but it was like 80 of you guys all working together. <laughs> yeah, we had some cool people on that set. My buddy Jeff Picaccio did the makeup and everything with his wife, Nina. And he, like, crazy. Like, he sculpted and designed the black Spider-Man 3 suit and, like, Abe from Hellboy and all kinds of other shit like that. He was, you know, he was the guy doing, you know, your shit. I've never seen either of those movies. I'm a oh, bum. You're crazy then. Hellboy yeah. is such an awesome movie. Yo, I I like Ron Perlman, dude. I just saw that movie Drive the other night for the first time. Ron Perlman's good. Fucking but Hellboy badass. is incredible. It's such a good movie. Is it better than fucking City of Lost Children? You seen that one? No. Fucking so I'm 90- say yeah, it's way better. Dude, you gotta see City of Lost Children, kid. Fucking it's all, it's all about this fucking decrepit old dude who steals children. Like kidnaps them and then hooks them up to this wicked fucked up machine that like steals their dreams. Fucking when they sleep. Hey, dude, it sounds Fuck awesome. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's a French film from like '95. Fucking oh, it's badass. I can't watch it. Nah, it's out there. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm definitely gonna watch it. You gotta see it. Ron Perlman's great, That's but awesome. I don't know nothing about this Hellboy. I mean, cause you tell me the stuff and Black Spider-Man suit. What is that a thing? Fucking like, I mean, why are they gonna make a Black Spider-Man suit? Why can't they just have the normal thing? Oh, cause he turned into a tough guy for three and a half minutes. <laughs> three and a half minutes of what it was? Yeah, I don't know. Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. Winner of MTV's Best Kiss. <laughs> Dude, he had a black Spider-Man suit for a minute. I don't know. I'm just telling you. It's a big deal. A kid's working on a lot of fucking A-list movies, but he worked on your video, too. You do voiceover stuff at Red 13? <laughs> I have. Uh, yeah, I know what's <laughs> up. I know a dude In who knows world. a mic. No, I don't really. We don't do a lot of voiceovers, but... Well, but post-production with, stuff? With the film things that are going to come out, I mean, we're going to do them. I don't know if I'm going to do them. That doesn't even really... Man, I can't even put that in my mind right now, but... I listen to people talk for years in my headset here doing podcasts, and you get that right tone for for it. I can tell. I know, know when you got a right voice I, for it. Yeah. I hope I don't sound fucking... <laughs> no, what? That's Josh. You want to sound like me? <laughs> the fuck out of no, here. No, Josh has a great fucking high girl voice fucking... Jo- Say, do it. Drop jo- that high girl voice. It's not the right time. It's not All the right. right time. I'm not fired up. I All can't right. do it. I, I can't just summon the impression. You know, it's very specific impressions here and there. Dance that, monkey you know, boy. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a time and a place for that. I'm an entertainer, Jimmy. Do you know how this stuff works? You definitely okay, like, are. I'm not even bullshit. <laughs> you are an entertainer. I love it. You, you're, you're a chubby boy who puts out 150%, like myself. Boom. There it is. When I play a show, I you know it's all out there. My gut, my tits, everything. Yeah, in between. but you also don't stop. You don't stop for shit. Nah. You worry about your health tomorrow. That's what you do. It's Am health. I right? Health. What the fuck? What the? You leave it out there, man. You if you leave the stage, I guess you're a lucky man. What's the last time you go into the stage? What's you've played in several bands over the years? Fucking tell us about your upcoming. Wasn't there a particular band by the name of? Um, what was it called, Brian? Gangsta Bitch Bobby? Do you ever heard of that? There's a funny story to go with that based on the dining room conversation we had about 25 minutes ago. But uh, 
we were talking about uh, Gangster Bitch Barbie. I don't know how we got to Gangster Bitch Barbie. I can't explain that. But uh, I was, you know, yeah, looking really. at my wife Sarah, and I, and I was explaining how Gangster Bitch Barbie turned into null set due to a um, a cease and desist from Mattel based on the word Barbie. And I've met Jim twenty five minutes ago, thirty minutes ago, barely. And uh, you know, he's kind of laughing, kind of looking to the side, having eaten a salmon, looking to the right. Come to find out, Jim was in fucking null set. What a fucking is the guy. Like, it was just such a small world moment there. Like, and it wasn't like a matter of me talking shit. I, from what I understood was Gangsta Bitch Barbie became null set based on the season desist. And the dude sitting across from yeah, me couldn't, definitely why. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't have been a better guy to perfectly say that's exactly what happened because I was in that fucking band. Yeah, so yeah, I, I thought it was a cool say. story. Yeah, you know, you were right, except the only reason we really changed his name was because the Beastie Boys made us. Beastie that Boys made you change the name? See, that I didn't know. I yeah. thought it was Lauren Michaels. No, 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 no. We, the Beastie Boys signed us to Grand Royal, and part of the deal was we would have to change the name. They didn't really? want to deal with that shit. Yeah. But in reality... What was like, Grand Royal a fucking subsidiary of? Was that Capital, capital or something? Capital, right. yeah, I think. But we were distributed by Virgin. So okay. I don't know what the fuck was going on there, to be honest, and that's part of the... You know, the ultimate downfall of it all, I guess. Did you have to prove yourselves in front of the Beastie Boys to get a fucking deal with them? Like, like, did they have to go to the special club in New York that didn't have a sign and it was just a black door and it was really just like a cellar That's with a awesome. boiler? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, that, and that black shithole door led directly to the CBGBs. <laughs> yeah. No, not in front of them. But, you know, the cool thing was we got signed by the same team that signed Nirvana, you know, managed... Foo Fighters, all that shit. So it was pretty cool. Good to have clientele that have gone, you know, gone to that next level. Well, it actually started at Capital, the deal or whatever, the A&R. And then it moved to this independent, in, you know, internet idea like people are doing now. Right. And that folded because of some really unsavory circumstances with some really high-level people. But... uh Gary Gersh and John Silver were involved in that, uh, as long as well as our A and R guy Steve Patch, and that kind of went from Capital over to Grand. Well, they managed uh, the Beastie Boys, and they just kind of went into Grand Royal, which everyone you know saw on the Beastie Boys albums, right? Was their right. album, uh, their uh, record label. Yeah, it's like a publishing entity, probably fucking yeah. writes that more than anything. I mean. Aside from a fucking record label, but yeah. I mean, but this is like ninety seven, ninety eight, like right when Napster. Well, it was like fucking... ninety nine, okay, ninety eight, ninety nine, and the album didn't come out to like fucking oh one, fuck it. So what's the deal though? Fucking like, I'm just trying to envision because I grew up like one of the first shows I booked. I was like 13, uh, 13 14. Booked, yeah, fucking like playing or pr- actually played promoting? and booked it. Fucking like was at the Ashley and VFW. But Jesus we we used Christ. to go see shows at the fucking um the vin, uh the vine the vineyard or whatever over in fucking frame uh Framingham. I don't know if you ever went to that spot. What is that? It was this fucking like church, fucking um oh yeah, across yeah. in like the it was like a bus west. There's a packing ride over there, fucking um down by the Sheridan, those buildings and all that. Just you know the packing ride on Route Nine, fucking there was like some fucking church down there, and they mm. used to have like youth night shows. And like, I mean, I'm just 
trying to put this in context, that's like 95, 96. So like the espresso bath, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where were the? I mean, were you guys playing the rat? Was it? Yeah, the fucking the rat uh, for sure. Lucky Dog and everything. Like played I mean, all those places. Absolutely, the Lucky Dog. It was Sir Morgan's Cove when I started playing it back in like probably 1988. For real, like when I was like a sophomore or whatever in high school. Yeah, I've been playing music forever, but I haven't really been playing very much in the last decade. Just trying to build something more than, you know, when you get to a certain age, people either choose to be focused and be successful or you say, fuck it, you know. Well, you're down all right for yourself with this media. I mean, I mean, <laughs> media fucking like, this is media. but like, they're like yeah, I mean, but you do everything. I mean, you're doing these fucking videos and shit like fucking, um, you know. Not just us, but you also did the Queensryche video, like the most recent Queen Queensryche video. Fucking Evan was in that one. Oh, Evan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot right. about that. I forgot yeah. about that. Good, dude. <laughs> yeah, Evan. Evan was in your video and oh, yeah. Queensryche video. Evan, Evan's fucking, he's like from Framingham and shit. We called him about fucking, he's got him on a, like, he needed like 24 hours call or some shit like that to do the Queensryche video he's after doing ours. Yeah. In the neighborhood, he's got the look. Good dude. That's all you need. It was like a reoccurring character almost even. Cause it's it was like... funny. <laughs> I do a lot of Metal Blade videos, your label. I think that they're pretty awesome. Like, Metal Blade uh, does all right. Do like, you have any examples? Like what, like what video? Um, did I'm sure people can yeah. Google it, but... Yeah, I did a Whitechapel video. Sure. Got the snake and shit. Elitist ones, yeah, I did that video. Uh, we did that in Framingham. We did the snake shit in Framingham with the same dude who did your makeup. He did that makeup. The uh, like that snake lady shit, and yeah. what else did we do? Oh, the, oh, and then we went down to Knoxville and did, and then we filmed the band in the basement of like their hometown club shit. That was awesome, <laughs> actually. It was hot as hell down there. Tight room. No, it was actually. I mean, it was it was a big, dirty, shitty, open basement, just like you might imagine. You know, yep. it really was. Yep, I do. But those guys rocked it out, and uh, that was pretty cool. We did a video for, uh, who else did we do on Metal Blade? Did and you just do Godhua? I'm doing Godhua right now, like today. Really? Yeah, uh, Vengeful Ascension. It's a, it's like a... What's up, TA? is the best, dude. They, they are hard to please, and I love that about a client, to be honest with you. And I, I'm under the gun. I should be there editing right now, to be honest with you. And, and you and your T.A., man, Mike, out these dudes. your man Mike Faley will fucking love to hear that I'm fucking off here instead of editing that. Hey, Jim, video. you gotta get in the studio no. there, Jim. Come on, you, you're a branding company. This is part of building your brand. Talking about Red Thirteen, you're you don't work. I'm talking about Red Thirteen. I I left work to uh, basically drop my wife off in the city because my cousin's having a baby, and then come here and do this. And when I'm done with this, I'm gonna pick up my kids and get on the computer and continue editing for. Goat hoa. Why you break my balls about marriage when fucking you got like five kids? Yeah, but I'm first of all, I'm not married and kids are just part of life, a beautiful part of life. You deal with those, you know, and you don't need a state sanctioned, you know, communion to be happy. I, I'm sure my my better half wants that, but currently we don't have it. Transparency, man. You're honest. <laughs> you know, life's all about transparency. Put it out there. You know, you kids playing guitar yet, though? Um, choir, recorder. One of my one. Well, my oldest son is really good on guitar. 
And my youngest son plays violin. And, Damn. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, he, he has lessons and everything. So until he quits, he's a violinist to me. Did you record a video for Kid Rock? No, but I've written a video for Kid Rock and uh, Machine Gun Kelly. What the hell was that? Machine Gun Kelly's a rapper, rapper. kid. You fucking got to get wise. What are you, 90 years Machine old? Machine Gun Kelly? For fuck's sake. Does he look like Conor McGregor? Try to keep up. Yeah, you know? he kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for that. All right. Yeah, a little bit. He's 110 pounds soaking wet. Really? He's a little guy. He's a little fella? If I'm not mistaken. I think he's, he's a got... flyweight? Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. We're the cool kids. He doesn't know about this. Uh, what do you mean, fucking like? What is this like a Cheryl Crow type thing? Where you guys are like, I got a picture and shit. Fucking like, what was this Kid Rock video all about? Oh, I didn't write it. I didn't do anything with a Kid Rock. Oh, well, I have an agent in Malibu, California, who just sends me videos all the time, and I just I write on a lot of videos. You mean you write on a lot of them, like in my spare time, Monica? like when I'm sitting around when people aren't paying attention, I'm. Sending in a pitch for a video for a major artist. I either get the job or I don't. But either way, I'm like writing these things constantly. You got to keep your brain working, you know? Good point. Yeah. Just constantly writing them. And I never did this ever until I started writing for a dude from Framingham, ironically, who's like, I don't know, I guess you could call this guy the the music video king of the universe. His name's Rage. And uh, he's from Framingham. And I just hit him up, and it was like magic. I, I did an unearth video. Well, he did the unearth video and called me up like out of the blue after I talked to him a couple days earlier. And he showed up, and we did an unearth video. And, and I guess the people who edited it didn't do such a great uh, job, and he sent it to me, and we edited the video. And I don't know if we did such a great job either. But anyways, that's you know we did that video, and... uh. I kind of started writing crazy amounts of videos for him. Why is this guy Rage the fucking king? Like, was he's it? done a thousand or more fucking music videos? And Legit, like fucking level over nine hundred ninety nine fucking oh, vi- music videos. Fuck yeah, this guy's got billions of views. Really? Yeah, he's the baddest motherfucker in that game. He's no from doubt. Framingham? Yeah. He, like he went to the fu- what the north of the south? Uh, which which high school did he go to? Oh, the one that had successful people coming out. Of <laughs> No, I'm North. serious, though. I mean, he le- <laughs> yeah. legit, and I don't want to sit and talk about him all day, but he legit has I didn't done know, it all. I didn't know From this Puff guy was Daddy here. to fucking, you know, like, I don't want, like Guns N' Roses and shit. I mean, everything, really? everything, fucking everything, yeah. Rage? Yeah, his name's Dale Restigini. This is his blowjob, so let's move on. Wait, so is that, <laughs> <laughs> not to go longer on the topic, but do you see that as a motivation? Oh, Definitely. Definitely, but it's good to have something to chase. I'm not trying to chase him at all. Like I just think it was really impressive what he did, and if I can have that touch into some of what I do, I'm into it. You know, and I'm not. I don't even want to do music videos per se. It's just like if you're gonna do them, you might as well be attached to something at such a fucking high level that why not, right? It's good to keep your I don't know your friends sort of close friends who are doing the same thing you are more or less who are doing really successful at it. Keep an eye on them. I don't know. There's something about oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Just keep an eye on them, see what they're doing, and to, to get yourself to that next level. So I think it's, it's, I think it's about being a magic know? human, like yeah. somebody that just understands how to navigate through life, but also being like relentless, like fuck sleep, 
fuck sleep when you're dead. I'm just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna make shit happen. You know, that's what it's all about. Right on. All day long, every day. And if you can't do it, you better have someone next to you that's gonna do it when you're not doing it. That's the other key. I hear you do. I mean, it's called management. <laughs> management, or like you know, some kind of partner, business partner, yeah. personal partner, whatever. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at the end of the day, though, when you talk about doing these videos and shit like that, like fucking, have you ever really fucked one up? Like, has there ever been a shoot that you've been like, dude, what the fuck did I do wrong? Like every, like, every single, single one of them. <laughs> Really? Yeah. They all sucked. I mean, no, I'm not just talking a I'm critical. Not they no, all I'm not suck. critical, Jimmy. Nah. You're just saying like fucking like they do. Do like no, like this shit <laughs> broke. Like this shit fucking oh, yeah. like every, fell apart. Every time, yeah. Like fucking. But you got to understand, like everything falling apart could be, like when you when you're trying to shoot like a video or a film at a certain level and you use you're going for a certain look. Being out of focus the tiniest bit can fuck things up for you and make all the setup worthless, you know? So that's what fucking things up means. Yeah. And that's why films cost a lot of money. You think so? Because it just. Oh, like- yeah. You need a team of brilliant people really on their game to get shit done at such a high level that you're not making bullshit, you know? Is it like an iceberg where like the film's basically like the tip of it is what you see, but like 90% of the cocksuckers down below fucking like, you know? You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah, all right. All right. I'm just making sure. You know. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a dude. There's documentaries <laughs> on on these brilliant VFX houses that have gone bankrupt because of these huge movie companies like milking them dry for shots. When one shot will take a hundred hours, and people will change their mind fucking six times. You know, and the contract was for a hundred hours, and now we're talking about six hundred hours. How do you pay for that? Bankrupt. And is that's what it is, and it, and and the music video thing is like a microcosm of that. Do you give a shit about foreign films and stuff like fine? Uh, I don't have time for that shit. That's why I like real fucking straight ahead shit. I like to get my stuff like mainstream. I don't have time for like avant garde. If if my team's not discovering it, then it better be just awesome immediately. Yeah, like yeah. Josh, like um, a lot of people who are listening, maybe in bands. Who maybe don't have music videos. Maybe they got deep, you know, demos, EP, shit like that, but they aren't that music video level. But maybe they don't understand what's behind putting a music video together. Like oh, from God. from concept It's crazy, dude. From concept to YouTube launch, what's that turnaround time? And you you both of you guys can talk to that. You, oh, to you that. know, honestly he this can't even attest to it because he's an artist. I can tell Well, you yeah, this. I mean But you're involved. I'll give you an idea. His, like it's usually about a healthy from my, what I gather, honestly, it's it's from my experience, it's always been like a healthy 24 hours over the course of fucking like a few weeks where you have probably like six hours talking about the motherfucker, another six hours fucking putting it together in the flesh, trying to set it up, and then like a good 12 fucking doing it. Just a there. Straight up track. Well, like fucking, and then, but then he's got a whole post production side with that I don't fucking touch. I have no fucking idea how that takes. <laughs> fucking like, and that's where he tags in. <laughs> This is why he wants to make more money. This is why Jimmy needs to get paid. No, it's not about making money. I tell you what, making music videos is a fucking passion. And anyone that focuses on it is doing you a favor. So pay them whatever they want because... 50 bucks. Yeah, well, if someone's going to make a video for 50 bucks, you better fucking pay them because that $50 means that that poor son of a bitch is going to spend $500 to $5,000 worth of his time to make you look good. And that's what it's all about. Mm. That's some crazy shit. 
So when you start, when the, idea, when the pitch comes in the email from my agent, there's an incubation period of like 45 minutes to like maybe a day if, if, if I'm really busy where I have to think about this and I'll ask my team to help me or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it, it has to turn into artwork, complete artwork. And I usually write like eight storyboards where we put a write-up. So you have to come up with pictures and all this shit for this video to explain very clearly the video you want to create for the artist because if you don't create it very clearly you're you're not doing your job so you got to beat make you know you got to beat what you say you're going to do yeah. so from that point they have you have to wait until someone picks a director then you have to hire and in the time it takes to hire any kind of actors actresses get makeup hair and makeup together to get a director of photography to make sure you have the proper cameras, the lenses, all this bullshit is crazy that you have to put together in a moment's time. And then if you're lucky, you shoot it in one day. It doesn't matter if it's a 24-hour day or a 12-hour day. It's never less than that, whatever. And then from there, it will usually take 100 hours. If you're going to make a real video, some poor sucker is going to edit it for that long. Unless they're making something, you know, unless the idea is so crystal clear, you know, part of that 100 hours is if your computer's not updated. Yeah, you're sitting around waiting for fucking, all right. Render, uh, render, render, crash. <laughs> render, 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 crash. Yeah, I didn't mean to uh, take over the, the structure, but, you know, just people listening. Bands a couple of moguls in the same room together. What do you expect? No, yeah. but I'll tell you. So bands but this is in. what I'm saying. Like, if you're an artist and you have a director or an editor or a director of photography or any of these people working for you, you really have to understand that these people are bleeding for you. Their job is to make you look so good that it's unbelievable only because they look so good that it's unbelievable. And if they can't make you look so good, then it makes them look bad. So they, you know, it's a it's a cycle, and these people are like bleeding for you as an artist. So, what I'm trying to focus on is, from your aspect, the amount of time and effort, as you mentioned, to put a video together. Band members will complain, "Oh, what the fuck? We're filming for 20 hours today, 24 hours today." That's such a small fraction of the total amount of time for that project. Yeah, yeah. They may complain about that one filming day. What could, about the fucking crew? Has I complain about eight it. hours, bro. That's no, what, that's, well, no, that's no. What I'm well, I can explain that simply. I thought it was twenty-four hours. It's myself. not a band's job to sit and fuck around and film. It's their job to be out there connecting with people and making music. So, right when they're filming a video, yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. It is. So you know, but at part of my job is to make sure, or or even more than part of my job is to make sure that I have producers that can like generate some kind of excitement with the bands being lame or sitting around for hours or whatever yeah yeah That's is it really that hard though you got all these half naked chicks you got half all these naked you got bands <laughs> standing around smoking weed drinking is it really that hard i what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> is it really that hard to make it all happen yeah it actually is because the 12 hours when that bullshit's going down means that it took some somebody you know, hours 10 to 12 <laughs> hours of you know over the course of a week or two to make it happen we have producers that work pretty hard when nothing's going on it's like uh, part of their job is to make sure that you might have to order 
goddamn contacts or some silly dresses and make sure they're the right sizes and make sure these girls are definitely showing up and make sure that this camera is going to be here with these lenses and it's going to be this price and this guy is really going to show up and you have these lights there. And Isn't that called like the, the best boy? Is that what they call it? No, in the, in the, the best boy. The yeah, best boy. that's the guy that services that's the, grip. the director. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have in the credits the, like, yeah. the best boy or some shit yes. like that. Like, like, yeah, the best boy is not something you need to talk about when dealing with my music videos because we don't do that. You got the best guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. We we try to keep some, no, no, no. That's like feature film stuff, honestly. And yeah. and we will, of course, you know, we have stuff in the works in that direction, but we keep our teams as small as possible because these budgets are, you know, you're trying to do feature film work within the four minute frame at most, and you're getting paid. Let's just say it's a couple of 18th birthdays put together. Yeah, it's a couple of eighteen birthday parties. <laughs> maybe you, maybe you get some Something roulette like at these parties. Maybe you get a you know it's all good. open bar. <laughs> Not usually. Fucking when I first met you though, I think was down in the Waverly space, and you had a studio out of there up on the third floor. Mm-hmm. Um, were you there when that kid got fucking arrested for terrorism charges? No, that was. A couple of years after me, like two, three years after me. Was that on the same floor as you? Was that a floor I don't even above? know. I, you know, I can tell the only thing I can tell you about that, which is stupid to talk about, period, is uh, <laughs> the bass player in my band was the like superintendent for that shit. And when the FBI or whoever came, they put him in a room and scared <laughs> the fuck <laughs> out of him. Jesus. I mean, this is a sensitive kid. He was I don't sensitive. even want to say his name. Like, yeah. if they put like, me like, in that room, I'd be like, come on, it's guys. The best name but too. this guy was, like, to the core, fucked up over it. <laughs> and he and he would get drunk and talk about it for uh, a few years to come. But he's since passed his fear <laughs> of the FBI. Did they tie him down and make him listen to Deicide or something? No, he would have enjoyed that bullshit. <laughs> that would have bothered me actually more than them actually asking me questions. Uh, what if it was Incinerate Him? I mean, it's not exactly their best album, you know. Oh, for fuck's might be problem. Don't go metal with me. <laughs> but you, you record a lot of bands down there, fucking. Um, and uh, in fact, what was uh, one of the bands on my record label you actually recorded? Fucking. Who? Tell me what it was like to record CX's first album. Are you serious? Yeah. They're on your label? Oh, yeah. Got the new album. The third album. Fucking Speed Metal Mania. Holy shit. That's funny. <laughs> Small world, huh? You got a Carmine tale for me? Go ahead. No, no, no. Well, Carmine is one fucking... Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's mind blown right now. <laughs> Jimmy needs is a moment. Is Carmine still with the group and all that? Yeah, Carmine came back. Ace was singing with them for the second album. That's right. Ace is my dude, too, from way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ace like inspired me when I was a twelve-year-old boy before I ever knew who Ace was. Damn. Really? Yeah. Why? Because he was from my area, and when you would go back in the day, you couldn't go online and buy a ticket to a concert. Every time you wanted to go to a metal concert or whatever, it didn't matter what concert, any time, you would have to get in a line like a fucking average motherfucker. That's right. And buy a ticket, and every line I was in had this cool motherfucker with metal <laughs> uh everything metal at the time back in the day so fucking metal and he was like five or six years older than me or whatever 
Dude, so metal. You like, think Ace is more metal than Carmine, huh? Oh, Ace has died in the wool, and so is Carmine. But Ace is like from the origins of metal. Right. Like, like you can't say that the grandson is more metal than the grandpa. Really? You can't. You can't. You can't. Because wow, Jimmy dip- spinning a web, I love that. Well, that's like love it. It's like someone being in a Grateful Dead cover band and, and trying to be more Grateful Dead than the fucking <laughs> than Jerry Garcia. Respect like, your I, elders. I don't give a flying fuck about your whole music, but <laughs> you can't be more metal or you know respect your elders. <clears throat> well, you don't have to do that either. Well, you know where I'm going with it's that. It's not even a question. Whoever came first, like Dio, is a bad motherfucker. What, what store were you going to? Strawberries. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah. That's the one. Not going to coconuts. Which one? Oh, the fucking the Natick location or fucking yeah. Um, yeah. They had the big fucking strawberries. Had the best sign. They had one of the most impressive. New, Josh, how old are you? Signs. Dude, can I ask? Thirty-three. Dude, you you are a, you are a super on point for being your age. I used you to buy must have been a little twerp lurking in the metal yes. underground. I used to return fucking bottles at the stop and shop and walk next door to strawberries no and, doubt. and blow Did the, the money shit. on that. Me yeah. too. I'd just buy singles because it was the only thing I could get. Me and my, me and my friend Philip, we used to go in there and fucking fill our uh, uh, jean jackets with secret pockets full of fucking tapes. Jack in the joint? Fucking. Uh, yeah. Was this a pre-fucking... Um, like theft god packaging sort of thing? No, like fucking fuck like, theft god. Yeah. Well, we uh, manipulate it. <laughs> I've heard tales of certain young men going down from Leechmere's. You would think so, like, <laughs> and yes, that is, that is the absolute Leechmere heist. Leechmere. <laughs> that is the truth, and it never happened to us. Although me and my friend, and I'll just call him Robert, did get pinched at like uh, fucking Bradley's one day. But I, I just, I have a spider sense about me, yeah. and I knew that it was going down. Right. And I took all the bullshit and dumped it, and I walked out and. The guy looks at me. He's like, "Come here!" And he's, you know, he tried to like get me. And I'm like, "Look, I, I think I was like 12." I looked at him. I'm like, "Look, fuck you! This, I have nothing." And the guy grabbed me and my friend, and who who didn't ditch his shit and yeah, brought yeah. us up there. And he's like, "I know you have it, dude." After interrogating me for a half hour, I had nothing. I could probably call this guy from, as a 12 year old man to call like a 40 year old dude, "Fuck you!" Like 40 times. Oh, oh. God, it had to be insulting. I had nothing. I let him search me at the end, and I had nothing. And when you walked outside, fucking Paula Savino was there going, hey, you bumped your cherry. No, no, no. When I walked outside, my mother was there and slapped me off the head. (laughs) (laughs) But that was it. He had nothing. Well, my dude got busted, and they let us go. Can we spend the rest of the episode just naming old stores? Names? (laughs) Leech me at Le- Caldor. Did you ever Caldor. have Caldor? Original <laughs> Shopper's World. Montgomery Ward. Which, dude, I think we talked about Shopper's World somewhere in time on this podcast. We were like, that's the first ever fucking shopping mall in the history of fucking humankind. No. Didn't know that. It's no. The, it, in my, the best of my knowledge, it is the first outdoor shopper, uh, shopping mall. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Well, it was a remarkable scenery. I remember very fucking archetypical fucking moments of my youth. Fucking attending that uh, that Toys R Us there, them fucking. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Let yeah. me paint a quick picture. Uh, Winter time, you could walk around this balcony that wasn't so beautiful, but they would make these giant, like two and a half story wooden uh, marionettes or whatever all over the place, and they would decorate these beautiful trees and all this bullshit. And you'd have some pretty average stores that would just go on this giant loop, 
And it was fucking nice, man. And in the summertime, me and all my friends would do skids on our bikes down the entire fucking alleyway and yeah. piss off everyone and get chased out of there all the time. It was quite the place in winter because you'd be shopping and then like it's like kind of its own little thing. They got the lights and the giant nutcracker. It was cracker, beautiful in the you know? winter. Yeah. That's what it was all yeah. about. It and really if they was. could bring that vibe back, even indoors, it doesn't matter. It could be fake. True. Who cares? But yeah. like, um, what's crazy though is that like, <laughs> and you go to California. That place looked like California, fucking to me. Like, th- there's all sorts of other places in like Arizona, Salt Lake City. I've been right. To. That's like, where they would oh, have outdoor schools, whole... outdoor classes. Um, yeah. You know, your your lockers would be outside. You know, in certain places in you know out west, and yeah, you know what? That's how people live when they when it doesn't get downright fucking freezing. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's beautiful. People get happy. I know. Well, you make the best of what you got. It makes you appreciate being from here, though. Makes you appreciate California, I think, more than anything else. Honestly, yep, it does. There's nothing else like it. On, I mean, we're talking. I mean, it's like Florida's not even the same fucking thing as fucking California. I mean, so what you got to deal with mudslides once in a while, earthquake, expensive oh. taxes, and expensive gas. Other than mm. that, oh, traffic. On. Well, None four days of rain. That's, None of that. Who, who cares about that shit? Let me tell you. We got all I've been that to shit California. Here. 40 or 50 times in my entire life and not the very last time a couple weeks ago i was out there for a family wedding it was beautiful but the two times before that it was cold and rainy and i was like what the fuck's going on is gore right because it was really 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 weird i've never been in california when a a couple weeks ago or rainy yeah well these two times were this year, but not the last time I was there. A couple, I was there a couple weeks ago, but before that. Did you go to fucking Nam a couple weeks ago? When I yeah, in January. Yeah. yeah. Were you there? No, fucking. I got off it. I just don't. What am you got to go there, dude. Why this, do we got to go you there? You should be doing fucking... your fucking podcast from there. <sighs> Networking. Yo, Prime, dude. Prime, I got go people on. there. If you want to get in the in the mix, be a fucking genius and get your shit together. I got the offer for the pass. It's the whole fucking get your fucking airplane and fucking hotel thing. That fucking. Are you fucking serious? Yes, I am. I can't afford it. I don't want to put your pay bullshit on my fucking card so I can earn oh. points and you can pay me. I don't give a fuck, guy. Brian, we're going to Nam. Hey, we, we can only get <laughs> wrestling conventions for our show. You should so get we'll a get, soundproof we'll get room in the middle of the madness and and. Because I'll tell you why. All of the wa- dudes that really crush it yeah. are out there networking, right? Right. And yeah. and they are very vocal about being there. You just gather them. Let's say you bring two or three or whatever interns. You just have them go get the people. They'll come to you all day long. You don't even... I mean, good point, but you could honestly just say, we're doing a live podcast right now. Who wants to talk? You'll get stories all day. Yeah, but you straight up stories from viable people. Like me being on here valid. Right now is fucking foolish for you. Ratings for the room. This is three dozen people. Fucking three thousand? <laughs> I bet you it's more like three hundred million. But yeah, it's um you gotta you keep keep that in the top of your head there. That's not a bad idea. Take it on the road ski. Dude, I know. I'm telling you what. My team will help you fucking do that if you want to do it. Oh, we're going to succeed together and shit? No, we're not going to succeed together. I'm going to make money off your brand. You think I'm going to lie to you about it? Watch Jimmy. Jimmy's going to buy up every domain with direct input involved fucking right now. That's your your problem. Would never happen, dude. I would never cheat somebody like that. It doesn't make sense. You ever been cheated like that? Um, yeah, I don't think so. I I don't even pay attention. I wouldn't even know, I guess. Did you feel fucking, like... Weird or scared when you got a, a cease and desist about fucking gangster bitch Bobby? No, no. 
Why, that's cool. Fucking, like, do you still have the letter? I mean, let me just Why ask you. you say that? No. All right, but, like, even then, no. I mean, that's kind of interesting because, like, it wasn't like you were really fucking with email and shit. Like, fucking, like. No, this was at the beginning of that, to be honest with you. And, and that's what's really kind of weird. That's really weird. Like, yeah. in my mind, and I'm know, I'm not even playing, like. No, in I my mind, I'm like 19, I'm 20 years old. Cause so you think yeah, about that true. shit. You're from this era where, like, you're talking about fucking buying tickets in line. And it's like, that's what fucking that's when interests I was a little me. little boy, like, like 12, 10, 12 years old. But you're evolving with the times. It's like, I, like, we're kind of like, he's 32. Brian's 32. I'm 32. 32. You got a year on me. Yeah. But, like, we're kind of in this weird era where it's like, we had Nintendo and stuff. But rotary phones and like shit kind of, you know, but you know, when I got my license, it was 80 cents a gallon, you know, it's like kind of a little bit different. We're at that right, I think that last generation that understands old technology but knows new technology. I agree. The you, next, you, I have to say, I didn't think you would be or were, but you really, I mean, the things you have said really have connected and made me think, you know, all right. I mean, 10 years is a big difference. You're 32. 33 brian's oh, 33 yeah. i'm 32 yeah yo i'm 13 years older than you yeah that's a big deal for you to be connected to my generation shit to yeah. be honest with you so that's actually important in me knowing how to connect to my you know my clients or you know relate my information to my team as to how to treat our clients we're at the ass end of that though it if you ask the same questions, if you try to have the same conversation we're having with somebody who's 28, no, of course 27, the ass end of it. Yeah. There's nothing Done. wrong with that. Cut, like There's a weird over their head. cut off. It's, like, it's like a guillotine. It's weird. No, listen, I promise you, you are super disappointing to the generation <laughs> before you. As True. I, I promise myself that I'm super disappointing to the generation before. It never stops. Everyone thinks they're better, yet none of that bullshit matters. What is happening is people are, or, you know, everything is changing. You know, everything is changing. None of it is, like, solid. Are you flowing with the future, or are you just going to be this, like, resentful, regretful person be like, Oh, that sucks. I like this or whatever. Are you gonna are you gonna evolve and be cool with shit that's happening in the future? You'd be better off if you were, trust me. Otherwise you're gonna be like the stuck grandpa who can't use his fucking email or get his goddamn money out of the yeah. ATM. Yeah. yeah. You don't wanna be that person. Those no, are the dudes that are gonna die. Time. When the aliens come and take us, they're gonna be like, Well, what can you do for us? And you're gonna be like, Well, I know HTML. No, uh, no alien's gonna come and take I have a VCR, you. do you want that? <laughs> Jimmy, I think an alien's gonna take me. They're gonna look at me and be like, dude, look at this kid. He's got Moxie. Fucking look at him. Fucking like, why don't you come with us? I think if an alien out, was gonna you know? travel so many billions of light years, he might absolutely find you the specimen he's looking for. Fuck yeah. I agree with that. Oh, it could be like... you or Bruce Jenner or uh, Michael Phelps. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a, I'm an Olympic Bruce, champion. Bruce Jenner is in between you and Michael Phelps. I mean, what kind of <laughs> you call me a bitch? What the fuck? No, you talking about? you're the man side of the equation, guy. Bruce Jenner is in between. So what the fuck is Michael Phelps? The fucking chick? No, he's the ultimate fucking unstoppable beast on earth. Yeah, he's got. He probably would have a statue about that motherfucker in the next lifetime. I bet. <laughs> yeah, he got you know, more Olympic medals than anybody. Next to like a Greek god. I hope it's. I hope to make a Michael Phelps statue of him, just doing a bong rip. You know, keeping it real, doing a bong rip. 
keep it real. Maybe a little. <laughs> like, I'm surprised Subway hasn't bought him out for more money. Fucking with oh, this whole that's tainted their Jerry PR shit. sucks. Subway <laughs> and Jerry. United are fucking killing it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Subway and United. What do you mean United? Oh, well, they ripped their customers off the plane. Oh, the fucking plane. You yeah. haven't talked about that? Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, I don't, don't want to talk about it either. Yeah. Let's talk, talk about, about anything that I don't want to happen. To let's me. talk about being a customer real quick. <clears throat> Does the TC Lando steak and cheese live up to the mythology? I, I don't eat that shit, but I'll oh, tell you about God, the customer. Jimmy. Oh, I'll right give now. you my customer oh, philosophy. My heart. <laughs> I don't. No, it's no, no man. It's important to me to like kind of like get past some silly, crazy ass food. I don't think anybody wants to hear it now. You've ruined the joke. I'm going to cry good. myself to sleep. Is that a joke? <laughs> no. No, I just love Lando's. <laughs> But to get back to the customer thing, I have one rule about customers. You know, they're wrong. No, they're fucking right constantly. Really? No matter what you think, the customer is right, and that's how you got to do it. Because so th- when you interpret that when you're making a video, it's just all about making them fucking happy. Well, making yourself happy, but if they're not happy, you better fix your shit. Yeah, I mean, in the end, no, fucking- that's not so simple. You say yeah, but. Yeah, but if they're fucking not like happy with it, then fucking you're fucked. You didn't do your job. You, yeah, you're absolutely right. But as a person, you have to like kind of at the end of the day say, I want them to be like psyched. I want them to stand in front of this and promote it. I want to be able to promote it for them and all that kind of shit, you know? It's not that. It's not easy. There's a lot. There's, there's like. In a music video, which is just, I mean, if you're looking at a feature film sense in a music video, we're talking about bullshit. I mean, we're talking about, and I'm not demeaning it. I'm just talking about like in setups and for a director of photography standpoint, it's like nothing. There's, there's nothing compared to the entire extent of a feature film. But in that movie, which you're calling your music video, you have like six or eight or ten or even two or three important setups where every single thing from the artist, even lip syncing to their own shit super tight, is so important or your entire video is wrecked. The let, focus, let me ask super you tight or the video is wrecked. The drummer hitting his own shit, the right symbol or the video is wrecked. I mean, I can go on for like an hour Who's some all of the, these things that have to I want to know who the best lip, lip syncers are in the game right now that you worked with. The best lip syncers. Any of the top pop artists. Who are the top pop artists? No, that you've worked with. Oh. That you worked with. Best, what? Best lip syncers? Yeah, lip syncers. Yeah. What do you call the word? Fucking, am I saying it like an idiot? No, you're Lip syncers. Fucking, sing- the best singers. I'm not, oh, you best know. singers? Yeah, that oh, you worked with. Were you like. I think he's yeah. talking about the, the, the talent of being the able talent. to mimic yeah. the vocals without actually singing them. The I, lips, not no, it. those singers. Like, you worked with Malika, you worked with Whitechapel. Oh, I know who. Who's the best lip singers? Fucking, oh, like, you know? Sully. Sully country, from yeah. Godsmack? Oh, yeah. You worked with Sully? All the time, yeah. When was the last time you worked with him? Um. Well, right now I'm working on his documentary and the film for the uh, 2018 tour that they opened the show with. Was the 2018? Oh, so it's oh really? It's a fucking oh okay yeah yeah. So it's, yeah, the new Godsmack album and tour I think is kind of like based on recreating that intense power and the and some of the shit that went on like at the at the beginning. It's it's an anniversary, so we're trying to create a really cool film experience for the crowd. 
You saw Godsmack, what, like, 95, 96, when they were, like, a legit Alice in Chains cover band and shit? Yeah, I think so. You see them immediately and go, holy shit, this band's gonna be fucking huge? I actually did, yeah. Did you tell that to Rocco, who was standing there, or fucking... No, I I was actually beside myself, to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I, I'll, I don't know. I can tell this. It's quick, but... I th- we either played with them or they played with us at Ralph's way back in the day. And Sully had like a, a foot pedal thing on the stage because in that album he had like a flanger on his voice and shit all yeah. the time. And I just remember walking up to the front of the stage at Ralph's, which is like kind of, you know, right at like waist level, a little lower, and watching him step on the parts and making his vocals sound so good. And I was like, that's kind of fucked up. And I just made a note of it. And as I stepped back and started watching what was going on and watched their fans kind of crowd in and get fucking crazy intense with every song, pumping their fists and just being down. When you see people doing that, you know you got something. And and I I was just like blown away by the end of like, there might have been two or 300 people in the room and at that point, there might have been 75 people in a fucking beehive around that band. And they, it, I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Holy shit. This is at Ralph's. Yeah, it was at Ralph's. Oh, shit. Josh is the resident DJ at Ralph's. <laughs> every two weeks, or every week, actually, with Thursdays, they're uh, cranking jams, keeping the, keeping the vibe up. I can't wait to play Kevin some fucking Godsmack fucking in tribute to fucking. (laughs) But to be able to see a band go from Ralph's small crowd, small bar vibe to arena, straight up arena status. Uh, Like that must blow your mind. Queen of the damn soundtrack. Hello. I can. Oh, well, let me tell you. (laughs) But right. Does it not blow you mind? Like you step back and go, God damn. Well, here's the thing. And this is pretty remarkable, I guess. I mean. I I am I I collect the footage and archive it for the band, you know. So I see it all. Oh, and so you're fucking editing like You've seen that story. God, tell me about this Godsmack fucking thing. Is this like fucking a forty five one hour documentary? Is this gonna no, go to con? Quick quick open. You going to con? You going to fucking Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna go to yeah. everything. It's gonna go to all the film. Is, is this the new this is Anvil? Except the Canadian, oh, except on. the fucking. No, no, you know. no, no. Let me say something real quick. <laughs> like, when it comes to creating projects on a super high level, Sully is like a very, very deep thinker. He doesn't move forward until something is, to be honest with you, super next level. Like he, he will stop the room so he can finish this thought within himself because that's so important and. And and I've been like tasked with filming the room while he's creating, and I'm in awe. Like he'll stop the room, and you could see he's just like he's got to finish that thought. And when he finishes that thought, he fills f- fills the room in with the idea. This is like the last Airbender. You're doing all these moves, dude. I'm <laughs> telling you. And when he says this is what I want to happen, and they fucking bam. It's, it fucking happens, and it's crazy, yeah. dude. It's fucking... But that's, you know... you Whether you like Godsmack or not, but that's why Sully is Sully. What was the smallest club you saw Godsmack in? 
probably were out. No, no, I saw we played with them when I was in a band called Controlled Aggression in like some wacky little shithole in Lawrence or Lowell or something like that. Oh, you were in, in Controlled like, Aggression, huh? Yeah. Used to see the C and the A, Brian. This was on the municipality signs. It was a common occurrence. Boy, that, see it. that goes back. <laughs> goes back a ways. Wow. This is old school Metro West fucking rock talk. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I wasn't born in this area, so yeah. Metro West rock talk. Well, here's the thing. When I joined uh, Controlled Aggression, I met this crazy little drummer who was a nutty little dude. His name was Ken Smith. And he was average at best. But when he did background vocals or whatever, people would be fucking all over it. Right. And he turned out to be the singer in Gangsta Bitch Barbie, who he started the band before I even quit Controlled Aggression. And I was like, oh. I could see magic in people. I knew when things were moving. I was like, I got to get with this kid. I see him doing it, you know. He started gathering a crowd very fast, you know. What do you think about the term new metal? I don't, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, because like, like a band like Null Set and even like Gangsta Bitch Bobby is kind of associated with like a lot of that stuff. That's and a great like, question. I mean, I, you know, like, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I brought it up in the living room. You I, did. I, I, yeah. I was, Sarah, I my wife think, asked. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying oh, to. Oh, come d- on. Don't be all nonchalant. Fucking like, I don't I really know. don't give a fuck. Were I you don't. in Guitar World magazine? <laughs> no. That's just a fake picture? It might be, yeah. All right. So no. let's get over that. I don't see Anyways, you and Gangsta Bitch Bobby. What's that like? <laughs> you fucking new metal shit. I mean, I mean, it's not shit. It's just like, but like back in the day, it was a big deal, right? So when it was a big deal, I, in my opinion, and I know the other dudes in my band thought that Power Man Five Thousand was a shit. And if you know Power Man Five Thousand before they moved to fucking Mars, they were a mad funky rock band who played some some next level just like combination of heavy metal and like jam and if you ever hear their old shit it's it's fucking incredible and my band thought that was so incredible that we just wanted to copy it so we did i mean that's all (laughs) i mean we did so when we did that though here's how it went down and it went very quick we we played a million shows. We gathered a big following. We had a gig at this thing called a Nemo Festival back in the day, which you know it was like it was a New England music, whatever. So uh, the the way it went down was the A and R guy for Capitol Records at the time. His name was Steve Patch. He great call- name, Steve yeah. Patch. Oh, I yeah. need him here. It's oh, Steve God. Patch. No, you don't. He's, he's fine. <laughs> anyways, years later, he's wonderful. Savage. But anyways, he called Newberry Comics and he said... Uh, Why isn't this band in here? No. He said, who sells the most records out of your store, uh, out of your chain, who's unsigned? And they said, well, Gangsta Bitch Barbie does, you know. And we had for a while, the same way Godsmack did, the same way like Prospect Hill later did and... There's a whole bunch of bands that did the same thing in the area. But anyways, he called and said, who sold the most albums? They said, Gangsta Bitch Barbie. And he came and saw us at the Greek American Club in Cambridge. (laughs) And this is the best part. This was the beginning of our career. He came up to our bass player who happened to be, who reminds me a lot of you, Josh, but who happened to be the only dude at our table. 
And he says, I need to get in touch with your manager. How can I do that? And he said, well, uh, he gave him a fucking sticker that had our website on it. And I swear to you, this fucking sticker had like the HT... TP <laughs> slash code slash, slash yeah. www. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the beginning of the bullshit. Fucking angel fire. Because people didn't know tried, that. Shit. And he tried and he kept coming after us. This guy worked for Capitol Records and we're like, what the fuck? And finally he found his way through. <laughs> Dude, we had we had every major record company in, in America come see us it was really fucked up why but, because this guy said he called newberry comics and then he well he drew no that it wasn't much because heat? of like, him our hard work was really paying off like we had uh you know i mean every record label has seen us can, every, you, can you give us a year like just so people listening who maybe don't, aren't familiar with uh, that the scene was, at that time this like, was like in i think 99 ish was when we were really doing a lot of showcasing at that peak a label interest at that point, right around 99, yeah. you, you had all those offers coming in. It's just oh, trying yeah. to draw a picture of people who are listening. They may not know what era we're talking about. Yeah. Different yeah. ballgame with labels and shit in 99 versus 2017. Yeah. In 99, we had these people like, um, all right, so in 99, we got this deal with Grand Royal, and the first thing they set us up with was we made a record with Chris Vrenner, who was the drummer for Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. yeah he's a cool as fuck motherfucker he knows pro tools he's he's the ultimate guy but here's the thing when we made the record with him what he did was cut all that funk thing that we just talked about out of our stuff that power man influence yeah the power man influence he cut the funky like out of time weird maybe out of tune broken shit what do you mean he cut the shit he went in there he he put it we put it to a click and everything was to oh shit there's so much more to talk about if you want to get deep well like i mean what do you mean so like fucking all right i just you get it goes like this this is pivotal so i'll drop it real quick but were you guys tracking live Yes, and this became a very huge See, problem. Is, and you talked about Pro Tools, too. Our because, drummer yes. couldn't hold it yes. together, and we ended up having to send him home. Mm. Who? And and when we sent him home is when we brought in the dude who has currently been playing with us. Right. So you, and, but, and, and that's the thing. So you can only truly be as good as a drummer is. And no disrespect oh, to what you... At the very least, yeah. Let, let to be... not No disrespect to your boy, but it's like... but. I know what that's like to go in there and do a fucking live album and to go back in later, years later, and do it fucking track by track is just, yeah. hello. Like, yep. that Mackie Mac Wahlberg and, and, and fucking Boogie Nights. Hello, exactly. <laughs> like, 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 well, there's different levels. I mean, you, you could think of yourself, but the reality is if when you step back, yes, you are Marky Mark and Boogie Nights when you ask for your tapes. <laughs> what I am right now? No, anybody, I know karate, motherfucker. Come on! I think you know, like, anybody is when they go back like five, six, ten years. You all become Marky Mark. Ask him for your tapes. <laughs> He's in the heat of the moment. Forty-five minutes later, but you know, if oh, so where were magic we? on those tapes? Where were we at the end of that story? We're though? talking about the magic on those tapes. What's it like being showcased? Oh. When you say the word, you being showcased. What are you like? Some sort of like prize horse? You running a Kentucky fucking, right. fucking? You know why? Yeah? Yeah, the Preakness coming up. Fucking yeah. oh, we got the showcase coming out here. Framingham's gangster bitch Bobby. They're gonna get up yeah. here. Fucking 
struck their stuff. You want to tell like, me the best? I'll, I'll tell you. Do these Listen. industry people go up there? Do tell they me. Even, are they even Hold drinking? on, hold on. Before you, well, motherfucker, you're signed right now. So tell me. Tell <laughs> Slow me. Slow your tell roll. Me, tell me how you got signed real quick, and I'll tell you a really great story about something that happened to me. YouTube hits. For real? Yeah. Because of Malika? Malika looks great, and we have YouTube hits because of it. Yeah, bless her. She's wonderful. All but right. we're an awesome band, too. I mean, I hope that's clear. No, you are. But I want to say. I mean, let's be real. I mean, fucking what's get, what gets us more attention than any, you know. No, fucking, it's all about Malika. We just love suffocation. it's not about Malika, they're you fucking know, cracked. Fucking suffocation, cryptopsy, dying fetus, those are the bands. That fucking, uh, very know. big on transparency. It's just being honest. You, yeah. know, you, you, you know who you are. You know your part image, part sound. Right. You have both of that working for you. You're not going to get fucking signed because you have a, your drummer's fucking out of this world. That's not going to happen. Right. You, you need both. Well, you'd be you lucky to get signed if your drummer's an idiot. Like a drummer could be like a drummer. suicidal maniac and you can get a record. Jay's a good dude. I'm, I'm not no, you. I didn't mean Jay. I mean in general, a band's not going to get signed just but, for a sweet drummer. And I'll tell you what, right. though, if you if you uh, can see Nullset play even with even now, our drummer is the reason I would sign our band. To be honest with you. That Very talented. Rare. Yeah. Oh, he's a fucking animal. But anyways, what I wanted to bring up was back in the day, Rick Rubin really loved our band. And this was a big deal to us. And this is part of like the funny like music shit that we were talking about. Does he have about. a fucking sandwich down at the fucking... What the fuck do I know about his fucking sandwich? <laughs> Cut your story off to but talk about a sandwich. dude, and I'm going to leave the guy nameless, but Jesus. he sent his dude to our like our mecca, our place in town where we sold out all the time. And we, It was just like crazy. People like crowd surf out the door and it was fun and blah, blah, blah. And this guy, our manager went and picked him up at the airport and brought him to the gig at a, in a limo. And he brings him into this gig, and we start, and my pedal board shits out, and I get the thing fixed after, like, it's terrible. It was, like, a disaster. Of course it shits out. Yeah, so all of a sudden, my other dude's shit goes out, and then the mic goes out, and the fucking snare drum breaks, like, all this shit's going on while this fucking dude, this guy, he's here, is, like, Rick Rubin's main dude. And at the end of the gig, he's like, guys, I don't know if this is going to work. And I said, hey, listen, that was a piece of shit, guy. And we all know it. And everybody started laughing. And we're like, super thanks for coming. And we kind of, it was just like, you know when things are going to happen. And that was just like hilarious. It was next level. Everything went wrong. Everything. But, you know. And within a short time, we ended up uh, turning around. That's a real moment, though. It was fucking epic, dude. Did My that guy band, have it like was a, a slap in the face and like a? It changed the the the, the momentum of the band, but it changed like everybody's mindset. Every everybody got fucking serious, man. Seriously, like serious. The fuck we doing here? If your band's not serious, quit, dude. <laughs> I don't, quit. Stop wasting everyone's time. You got people tr- falling in love with you and spending time on your craft. And if you if you're gonna quit, then fuck off. You know? Oh yeah. You better play that bass, you motherfucker. I'm playing that bass, dude. <laughs> yeah, God damn it, Josh. Josh play the bass. Shit doing. I'm doing. I'm doing the best I can, Jimmy. I'm trying to make you happy. You know, I gotta look good for the next shoot. You know? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Damn. By yeah. the way, abnormality fans, Josh has lost at least 15 pounds. At least. I hope. 
I haven't gotten on the scale. Fucking, and I he look, won't. I look good. But it doesn't matter. He's gonna fucking crush the shit out of your fucking <laughs> Bro, show every time, time he does, dude. This kid. Let me say real quick <laughs> on the record. Part of the pleasure of making this shit is you fucking. You're a beautiful human. You smile and you got. You're a big metalhead, but you you're like a dirty ass biker. <laughs> You got to smile for everybody, dude, at any time of the day, 10 a.m., fucking whenever you're spent. You are fucking smiling, dude. I got a huffy. No, you know, you don't have a huffy. You have a fucking <laughs> zest for life, and it's beautiful, man. Good for you. If the people around you don't, then, you know, put them Fuck in the em. fucking garbage disposal. I love Jimmy. Jimmy's pumping me up everywhere I go. Fucking love this guy. Fucking Josh is a good gonna, man. And we need more Jimmy. If you see Jimmy. his band, you will be a happy person. Stand in front of him where he sticks his cock out of his base. Huge cock. Fucking just a regular big long scale cock. Fucking five strings. He's got a 12. I mean, it's really thin, but it's really long. It's French. Yes. (laughs) At best. So what are you doing? You're going to make this God Smack movie and you're going on tour and like you're going to go to cons. So Sully's going to get a fucking film award. There's going to be some people who are going to be upset about this. They'll be like, how Bullshit. come? Why would somebody be upset about that? Some people don't like God Smack. Who gives a fuck? That's their problem. Who cares? Are you kidding me? Who gives a fuck? Okay. Dude, who gives a fuck? Oh, I don't give a fuck. They do what they Dude, do. Some people don't like some, apples. Some, some people go out of their way to fucking rag on fucking God Smack. You know no. what I mean? Well, all right. Well, I like... can break God Smack down for you. In general. I love the energy they create, but I don't listen to music because I don't listen to anyone's music. But I think that this don't listen guy, to any music. No, I, re- I really don't. Why nope. you want to talk about that? All right, this is kind of a funny thing to say. <laughs> I don't. I don't. You know, I'm, I I don't want to use the word forced, but when the when music is in the air, you hear it. Yeah, I have amazing music coming out of our A and B studios at the studio. And I listen to it constantly just because you, there's no way to stop my boy Sean from fucking turning it down. He's so fucking loud. It's crazy. Did you see out God Smack though as an Allison Chains man? Fucking like, do you know yeah. like, for like, has Jerry Cantrell been like, you know what, guys, it's kind of cool? Like, was he like that back in the oh, day? Oh, I have no idea. I'll tell you this I filmed God, uh, Allison Chains and God Smack actually. When'd you film Allison Chains? Uh, I want to say back in like, oh, uh, fuck. I'm not 100% sure, but it was the first time that they came to town with the new <laughs> singer. And I I had the pleasure. Oh, at um, Lansdowne Street. Yeah, William. No, no, no. In Providence, my bad. I, it was oh. in Providence. Strand? And, and that fucking guy. It's good. Very good. He is incredible. Very good singer. He is incredible. Phenomenal. And I had the pleasure of being the, the guy in the middle, one of the, like, 15 dudes filming, and I was the guy right in front, like, getting Mike Inez and uh, William or whatever his name is. There. I want to take some time right now to talk about, though, about one of the more remarkable subjects that you've had the ability to work with. And if I remember correctly, we were at, what's that Irish bar by the Palladium called there? That's not Irish Alon's Times. closed anymore? No, not oh, Irish Times. Not the dive bar up the road. The uh, dive bar down. Oh, not M- Armsby. McGoin's, where the fuck it's called. Oh, dude. What's that called, Jimmy? It's your bar, dude. I don't you know. brought me there. I usually, my bar's a car. Fucking like, I usually you brought me to like, that shithole <laughs> on the street, right? Josh's trunk is the bar. Yes. 
That place was a glorious shithole. Nice. What was it like working with Scorch? Scorch was a a, a fucking uh, well, a DJ. Fucking. Hey, yeah, right. Did you produce PFG TV? What the hell it was called? I was lucky enough to do that near the end. I don't know what Scorch is doing now, but. You want me to tell you? (laughs) I'll tell you about Scorch. I'll tell you about Scorch real quick. (laughs) This is very simple. When I was lucky enough to do Scorch, and I don't give a fuck what anyone says, (laughs) Sibby Hashian was the co-host, and he was the most amazing motherfucker I ever met. And he recently passed away, and I was like, ah, on stage, on a cruise. Fucked oh, up. Dude. Wait a second. About two or three weeks ago, actually. Sibiasian. Yeah, from Boston. The band Tell- Boston. Oh, the drummer with the big hair. That's right. Fucking like, yeah, he did die on stage. There's another dude that died on stage. Um, I apologize wherever he is right now, but it was like the dude who invented the jam band died on stage on his birthday. Oh, fuck him. Sibby oh, Hashian. Oh, don't say that, Jimmy. That's bad. That's wrong. No, that probably oh, is. But I'm, all I'm saying is fucking <laughs> Sib is like part of like 100 million albums, like fucking yeah. strong of like a, a fan base of great people. He was a beautiful person. I'm not even bullshitting. And you know what? From Norwood. I take that back. Don't fuck that guy. But all I'm saying is part of like Sib is like. This man went out of his way to blow up the world, and he definitely did. And, you know, not that I've ever met her, but his beautiful daughter is married to the fucking rock. You know what I mean? This ain't no joke. They got really? kids and stuff. Yeah. Really? Sibby is a great dude. Yeah, he, he spread the seed of greatness everywhere. You know what? I wanted to say it again. I, I wish I never said fuck that guy. It's I don't even know. I wasn't even, like, reacting to him. Nah. I'm just talking about Sibby, like, that guy went out of his way to blow it up. All right. But Scorch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I don't know. The best part about Scorch, and I'll be straight honest, was the Opie and Anthony fucking haters. That was the only reason to give two fucks. No shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh. And I miss those motherfuckers' comments because they were hilarious. Fucking Sam was an intern over there. You know, he's on the WWE now. Yeah, I think I don't know Sam, but I think that he's one of the ones that made like either half the comments or the best fan page. One or the other of like (laughs) fucking Scorch off. Sam Roberts, right? Yeah, Sam Roberts. Yeah, Scorch was a dickhead. I mean, let's be honest. I have. He wasn't sincere. Come on. You know, I've been <laughs> thinking about selling my entire fucking collection of Scorch uh, tapes. What do you mean you have tapes? What do you mean? I wanted to throw them away, but I was like, wait, can I like, just put them on your label, dog? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like the raw, the raw tapes, the raw shit. Like fucking no video, fucking strictly oh, no, fucking only audio? video, only video, like outtakes only- and shit. Only the kind of video that somebody who is looking for fun would be like fucking. If you were waving around one of those metal detectors, yeah, <laughs> pass that pen. That would be the one that you'd want to buy because I 
either got rid of it already or it's worth a fortune to the right buyer. There's a lot of people who probably like to hear fucking lost squat shit. If you have, do you have fucking, I doubt it. you have video, dude? You got fucking archive video like of outtakes and shit, dude? Of course how, I do. How many fucking shows did you do with the guy? Uh, probably like, I don't know, maybe 20, 30. Where were they filmed? Chinese restaurant? Uh, all over shitholes amongst the world. What, Manchester? No, never really played a lot of that bullshit. Some of it was like a series was done in my studio. The same place we're in now, except it looks different. Where? Oh, really? In fucking Framingham? Yeah, well, you filmed your video. (laughs) (laughs) Get the fuck out of here! And you know what they say, motherfuckers who think alike show up alike. Ah, so stop hating on that retard. Happy birthday, Karen. Ah, Ah, Karen, (laughs) tell Mikey to keep stirring the sauce. (laughs) I need some uh, soda water. Fucking deep track, deep track. We killed that Kansky, yeah? yeah. Yeah, the Kansky's done. Well, how are we doing on time? What fucking you... nine seventeen, kid. Fucking yeah, we uh, gotta keep going. like we an hour, going. five minutes, hour ten tops. I that's I, I live here, so I'll go I'll take until one last I need beer. to go to bed. I'll take one last beer. All right, pause. Well, no, why, don't, why don't you guys uh, buy me a minute? Like to, buy me a minute. Yeah. I'm the co-host. Are you you guys buy me go. a drink. You gonna buy us? Some you time? Want, what do you want? A uh, Miller? You gotta fuck. I'll take a cause. Take I don't watch a hoss ass Seltzer? Bar. Yeah, I have a seltzer. <laughs> Talking all hoity-toity and shit? No, no, no. Buy some time. Keep going. No, yeah. Well, there's a couple of guys hanging out, t- talking. Yeah, you know? you That's you all this is. Fucking. Jesus Christ. So fucking squatch, though. Honestly. Fucking like. Guy, anything you want to know, just ask <laughs> specifics. So just... I've never. What station? Was that on fucking like the Spanish station? Was it syndicated? I think it was actually syndicated in like 50,000 cities. Um, Yo, that's funny you say that, but it was actually on Fox, you fucking cunt. Fuck. It was on Fox? Yeah, it was on Fox. What do you mean, Fox? Like, fucking, like, uh, 25? Sh- fucking yeah, the- Fox 25, for fuck's sake, Boston, FXT. You know what time shit. was that on? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> what? Seriously? No, it Two was in the on morning? Some, it was, nope, dude, I promise you, you were no broadca- one watched it. You were broadcasting on fucking Fox. <laughs> Yeah, we had a fucking dickhead that was paying for it. What dickhead? I don't want to give that fucker. Dave Dickless? Yeah, no. I don't know who Dave Dickless is, but I could tell you the fucking... The cunt who you want me to name never paid me, so I will never name him. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you're talking about, Jimmy. That's right. That's why he'll <laughs> never get his shit. What was it like though? Fuck, was Nick? Why Con- you don't like? Do you like Scorch? You don't like? Do you I'm know fascinated by Scorch. Okay, let's talk Scorch then. I'm just fascinated by it. Like, what was some Scorch. of the, what was some of the most memorable segments that you did? That you telling me that the drummer of fucking Boston was playing with Scorch at the end of his fucking shit? No, he wasn't playing with him. He was the co-host. I didn't fucking see that episode, dude. He he. Nick Capanelli was there. Who's no, that no, fucking no. guy? The last season of Scorch, okay, was with Sibby Hashian. As the co-host. Armenian guy. Yo, yeah. Yeah, dude, when I... Uh, I don't use this often because I don't really mourn the dead. And this happens to be the uh, the death day of my uncle uh, a couple years ago, who was Cheers. actually two years my elder, which is weird, two and a half. Thank you, sir. But anyways, uh, Sibby was a fucking what I consider a great man. And you can tell... 
when your daughter grows up and somehow weirdly marries the rock and has a bunch of children i mean there's like there's a vine of greatness that grows through shit you can say whatever you want i mean it's really? proof don't you think a vine of greatness that grows through shit don't you think Let's not bullshit if you want to talk about that. We talk about that more than we talk about some other crap. Is he from Norwood? Uh, I'm not sure. He's from fucking heaven. Oh. He's a good dude. Oh. But, let's, you know, we let, sat we next to Michael like Sweet on the plane. He's, he's staying with Boston fucking after um, uh, Brad died. It was like a few years after. Michael Sweet from fucking Striper. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, for sure. Down that area. He's a, That's the only like Boston story I have. I've never met Tom Schultz. Fucking, I know they got a band with Ernie Bach Jr. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell Come you, on down. I used to go watch Brad Dell back in the day, like in this Chinese restaurant, you know, the Kowloon or whatever. Anywhere yeah. on oh, yeah. Route One, sometimes uh, Brad Delp would play in these weird like little spots in a Beatles tribute band called uh, Beetlejuice, and you could go stand like fucking two feet in front of Brad Delp and listen to this man sing your favorite songs. Holy shit, dude. It was good. Oh, man. Holy shit. I was too scared to stand there. I'd stand like fucking 20 feet, 30 feet back. Did the Kowloon have a Nintendo system at the back then? No, not at the time. I bet they do now. I found a lot of Chinese food restaurants used to have Nintendos at them. I don't know why. That's because... um, Just put that out there. It's because you're a fucking faggot. Whoa, (laughs) Jimmy. Jimmy. Edit. Jimmy. What's your... Edit. Jimmy. Oh, you could say... How dare you call me You could say wild-ass chink references and not fucking... (laughs) No, I just noticed that like every Chinese restaurant I went to growing up had fucking Nintendos, and they never would shut them off. Fucking like, they they were like left on at all times, like... All right, just put that out there. Just, just curious. Just curious. Oh, I've never been to Kowloon. That. I figured they might have a fucking Nintendo at the Kowloon. Now, here's a very swanky joint. Yeah. You know? All I can say is every mind is directed towards what it either hates or loves. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nintendo, and I love Chinese food. It's like the perfect thing. All how right, awesome, dude. Bang. You know I'm just fucking with you. We should have a Chinese food restaurant where all you can do is play Nintendo. Let's let's start it. You blow my mind, brother. Right? That's just a license to print money. It's just oh god, yeah. But we only do like three things: General Gao's chicken, chicken fingers, and General Chicken's Gao. (laughs) Josh, can I can I take over for a moment? What do you got? What do you got? All right, we're in Neckbreaker Studio here, so I'm kind of getting in that Neckbreaker vibe, and uh, you know, learning that Jim was in. uh, Null set and gangster bitch before. This is where the stars come to shine. Pretty much at dinner I kinda, time. I kind of fucking I... put him off on that. I was like, oh, you're just going to do so, gangster bitch babby stuff? Nah. And I'm like, hey, were you doing something to do? I have yeah. way bigger shit to talk about <laughs> if you want to talk about it. I've worked on albums that have sold like nearly diamond status, like 10 million albums. You know? So like one of the things we... Diamond have, kid. We do. Yeah, man, if you ain't doing diamond, fuck you. Jimmy Diamond Foster. If you if your <laughs> shit didn't sell ten million, <laughs> fuck you. But one of the questions we ask on Neckbreaker uh, to a lot of bands that come in, um, one of my favorite questions is, "What's one of your best null set shows and one of your worst null set shows?" That's one of your questions. We love that question because a lot of bands. Wait, can't... wait, you ask that question to other people? We do. And uh, what it does? Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop, stop, stop! Wait, what is your question? So, uh. We ask, what's one of your best shows and one of your worst? Okay, all right. 
Holy shit. I thought he was including my band in his questions from the past. And that would have been weird. All right, so my best show? Yeah, like, uh, as an all set, like, uh, is there a ba- like, show that oh, stands up? Oh, as a up. band has played? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just in, like, life. Yeah. You know? Well, when you include, <laughs> what was the best show in the world? That's you a played? big question because... Ever, ever, ever. Here's the deal. Not just no like, set, but like when you was in white and you were playing Brew Burgers. White? Yeah. Are you going to bring up white? Yeah, I'm bringing up white. Set myself on fire? <laughs> no, no, but, <laughs> like, but listen, uh, this past summer, Null Set inadvertently played in front of... Man, it was fucking jammed. I want to go on a wild, wild estimate and go... I want to say 20,000, but let's say 10,000 people at the uh, Hemp hemp Fest. Oh, yeah. Dude. The Common? Dude. That place was fucking crushed. Was that a reunion? uh, Well, you know what? Here's the deal. My band, we wasn't about us and we didn't prove ourselves. It was like my my boy uh, Phil Hardy was like really... He put that whole gig together and all that, and we went out there and tried our best, and we were unrehearsed, and we looked kind of sloppy, and then Prospect Hill came out and fucking, bam, really nailed it. Those are my dudes, and they're fucking, you know, they were tight. They keep it way fresher. They really do. Those are my partners, Prospect Hill, and if you uh, if you know the local music scene, no one works harder than them, and that just happens to be why those are my guys. Like, I work with them every day. Those are my guys, period. Ain't, ain't no CX, though. You're fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to talk about that again? CX rules, dude. All right, so let's talk about CX. Wait, I want another Scorch story, and I want right, definitely another... another. Give me an example of CX. Fucking... With... <laughs> what do you got? Do you want to do CX? Yeah, give me CX first. Meditation, kumbaya, get your chopsticks out, catch that fly. <laughs> you were in the booth, I think. Oh, man. All right. How do you feel about this? How, which studio were you band? at? You were at Framingham, because fucking... No, that's in my current studio, yeah, which happens fucking, to be... I didn't know that hell worked right around the corner. Fucking that's like, the fucking miracle. That's right. what I'm sitting here right. thinking about. I apologize because hell lack- rules. I love hell, and You're and Derek J, right. J, Derek J, the, the lineup they have now is the best lineup they've ever had. And I love everybody that's ever played in Sealax, except Devaldo sucked. Fucking Devaldo, what was it like working with Devaldo? Fucking dude, like- listen. Here's the bottom line. Like I didn't even like when we think back thirty seconds. I didn't want that silence to happen. Yeah, you're killing me, Jimmy. Come on, fucking, you gotta be on the I ball. You can't literally fucking like cut it. You <laughs> fucking whack job. <laughs> I am literally thinking like about CX and like, and the thing that's weird about them is they're in, they kind of like live and breathe in the same space as me. Even inadvertently, their, their dude, hell, he sells like a massive amount of equipment and bullshit. Like, even though not in my building, like within like a hundred metric meters of me, you know? And, He's a good dude. Great guy. He's also He's one very of the best connected with Satan, and he leaves <laughs> things very dark. <laughs> so, you know, 
Aside from that, though, I was I, I I love them. I think they're good dudes. We don't record anymore, but I made their first album. Very, very powerful and handsome people. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, no, direct me, man. I, 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 I'm super psyched. Like my connection through them, through hell. Hell's it's, awesome. It's very good for my business, to be honest with you. PC Exchange on Watson Place in Framingham. <laughs> Cheap plug. plug, yeah. Cheap uh, plug. Jimmy's no, he's a good Freeman. dude. He is. He's a solid dude. One of the best I don't dudes have in the scene. Is Ronaldo any part of this? Devaldo. No, Devaldo has been exiled from the scene. Well, what about? All right. So it wasn't. Devaldo threw a bottle of beer uh, at uh, Mac fucking. Richards. Fucking uh, Mackie Mac Richards. Fucking uh, one of the the great artists. Of the Northeast Mark, Mark to, to start. I mean, that's like the header right there. He's like, doing you know, the uh, yeah, drive-by vital. We don't do any fucked up shit. If somebody pulls some fucked up shit, we we dump them immediately. There's no time for that shit. But like, that's, that's the how thing. We like, keep it real. But that's the thing. Like, you've probably worked with some bands in some situations when you've been like, "Holy shit, these guys are yelling at each other," and now this guy's crying. Fucking like, you know, like fucking. You've seen some shit, you know. Fucking like, I create shit. You create fucking tension or you create fucking uh, art? Both. I create tension by creating art. Or I create art by creating tension. And the bottom line is everything you do is energy management. And if you can create energy or manage energy, you are a valuable asset to people around you. And if you understand that, that makes you a really valuable asset. What are you talking like Reiki and stuff? It doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, of course, Reiki. If you want to talk about like, but it's only Reiki if people are down like to Is that follow what you're your... buying into, you know? Right. That's all about like marketing management, which means if if your f- sales funnel goes to Reiki, yes, Reiki. But if your sales funnel goes to music, you know what? Rick Rubin is a fucking Reiki master. He just does it through music. Nobody knows that. But now everybody knows that Rick Rubin directs his energy through Reiki. His energy tells him to pick whatever he works on. He's like a, you know, you can say it so many times, but he's like what you call a beautiful human. And he's only beautiful because he's doing what his soul is telling him to do. Make sandwiches. How much I, is a lodge? I've met a lot of people like this in my life, and I work with them, and it's fucking awesome. It's really special. Like I've I've like jumped from like super high level like bullshit to bullshit to bullshit to bullshit. It's like you wouldn't even believe what I've done in my life because I just like you haven't done Whoa. gay porn, have you? It wasn't like uh, like Requiem for a Dream with the guy my, from fucking. It's one of my favorite movies. Platoon. You you bring that up. That's the one of my from favorite Platoon movies. Was there looking at you? Double dildos, <laughs> dude. Honestly, Requiem for a Dream is one of my favorite movies ever. I love it. I'm glad you got to be rich to think like that. Damn, dude. <laughs> See that? So Are I got to say something about Snoop Dogg in a movie now. No, I got to be that dude. Um, so we're at, we're at about that ninety minute mark. Oh, I'm just. You know, breaking the fourth wall for a moment here, okay. but you want to keep going? Uh, what are you feeling? I'm good for another Brian, half hour. Brian, what do you think that needs it. to occur here? 
does Jimmy need to be interrogated? I think the last half hour would be better than the first half hour myself. Yeah, you think so? It was tense. No, I'm just well, letting I'm you know. No, not I'm not making a comment. There's a flow of everything. Yeah. I'm just saying, as creators of content, you want to have the most control possible. Brian's saying we might want to wrap this up. Oh, if you want to, I will. I live here, so <laughs> I'm the, the dude who's got probably the most time. I'm just uh, giving you the 90 minutes. She said at dinner, you try to go 60 to 90 minutes, so I'm just letting you know we're at uh, we're about do, 90. So we can keep 28 more minutes. How much will the Scorch tapes? How much? This shift is still available. I'll give them to you. Really? Oh, my God. This is like 100. I could get a mortgage with this fucking... Uh, stuff right we here. have to do a like... partnership but i will give it to you <laughs> <laughs> God, how many hours of scorch tapes do you have <laughs> thousand shut up okay, you have a thousand being, hours of, being a with a him and the drummer and, no <laughs> shit of him being a fucking dick <laughs> with the drummer of boston on his couch you have a, a thousand oh, hours of that i refuse to allow anybody to make sibby look anything mm. other than awesome that is, <laughs> I swear to God, I love this man. He is a fucking brilliant, beautiful man. Nobody slanders him. But Scorch, oh, God. Scorch treated people like shit. Fuck Really? Him. Oh, yeah. Sibby treated everybody like, you know, like I'm saying. I thought, I thought Scorch was a good guy. He went in a dog cage. Who told you that? I heard it on the radio, Jim. Fucking, he went in a dog oh, cage to raise money for, John, for fucking, cunt. for adoptions. He fucking baited me. <laughs> He's a master Vader, man. I thought he was a good guy. Come on, you can't be serious. He was a cunt. No. What type of horrible things would he do? He was all like, come on. All right, since you went there, I will not hide behind what I said, but I will also say that, yeah, he did get in a fucking cage. He does raise money for animals. He, he is a good guy that way. He is. He's still a fucking total douchebag. <laughs> he still is a lurker that I would unfollow. But he he does crawl in a fucking cage for animals, man. And I can't fucking I can't hate that. Okay. Fair enough. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for a certain level of hate, you know, he can suck it. But <laughs> I will not disrespect Sibby, because he's a beautiful man, and Scorch is average at best. And I will give Josh the Converse box full of fucking oh, videotapes. Oh, oh, Jimmy, very kind. Are these VHS or fucking digital? Digital. Oh, fuck. It's a treasure trove. I feel like I'm in the like, last scene of Goonies right here. Fucking find the ship. Ultimately clear. All right. About four weeks ago, I went, what the fuck do I do with these videos? Right when I booked them. It's right when I booked them four weeks ago. That's beautiful. I'm not even shitting. I hold this fucking box and I look at it and I think to myself, and I'm not playing. I mean, I think that, you know, I think nothing of the situation. It means nothing. You know, nothing. But I'm like, who fucking wants this shit? And I'm not going to hide somebody's dickheadedness over like, you know, some misguided connection i'm gonna give somebody these fucking videos and out of mother fucking nowhere (laughs) like a burning bush you burning 
Bush fucking (laughs) bullshit Satanist motherfucking metal blade cunts all of a sudden ask for my videos. And it would be my fucking pleasure to give you that shit. You know why? Because whatever happens, happens. And if you're a fucking cunt, fuck you. History wants to know. And if you're a good guy, somebody should fucking note it. And Boom. I, you know? That just happened. <laughs> Words in the motherfucking streets. I'm going to leak in real rock TV. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Dirty business. I'm going to leak in the real rock TV. Is that That's what I'm going to do. No, I don't think anymore. Has it been since 2004, maybe? No. I think ECW took over that time. So yeah, they probably like did. <laughs> I hope they did. But is Real Rock TV like any kind of social media at all? I don't level? think they even AAF's really doing much. I'm not talking about AAF. I'm I'm, well, about I'm just saying like what the like the whole like Ian Barrett and like like that was like the crown jewel of AAF back then. You know, it was. Right, I still man. have VHS fucking tapes of that shit, man. Yeah. Fucking, you know, like fucking laying around. Because like, there was all sorts of crazy live footage. Fucking Slayer at Access and fucking. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's where I first heard Scissor hey, Fight. Let fucking me ask like, you guys what is the current version? If we could, like, jump to the future for fuck's sake. What is the current version of. What is current hip and what you've been talking about, like cutting out the 20 year gap? 20 out, what do you mean? Like, huh? We've been talking about a bunch of bullshit, like yeah, yeah, my yeah. band, forever. What yeah, if yeah. we cut out that gap and brought it to right now? What, you know, what music are we talking about? You, your band? What type of No, music? any <laughs> band, anything going on. You know what? Bands don't go on right now. What are we talking about? We're talking about fucking what's relevant and shit like that. Yeah. So, like, I think there's kind of like a revitalization in bands nowadays that are doing more. Uh, I've always felt personally, though, Jimmy, not 20, but 30. 30 is the number. I, th- I think shit comes back in 30-year cycles, personally. Oh, well, I, 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 I've just, witnessed enough to know that it is actually 20. It's 20? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean. I wish I was wrong. Well, there ain't no fucking second wave of fucking industrial music coming out no, right now. No, there is. You know? I haven't heard it. Not you industrial, hear it here? I can't wait. I'm what are you going to fucking fight in a fan? Fucking... You're fucking right, motherfucker. <laughs> Here it is. Ready? Power I'm Man going 5000. to create a hit song in the future. And it goes like this. <laughs> so, that was in 20 years. Yeah. And in 15 years, I'm going to give you one that goes... <laughs> And that's where music is going. Good fucking luck. You sound like an old man right now. I don't know Bullshit. what the hell you're talking about. What yeah. the hell are you doing right now? You're incoherent and you're just fighting into the wind. Fucking like, Reference you might as well just me shit into in a fan years. right now. Have it all come back at you. Fucking spray on you right now. <laughs> Reference me in 20 years. In 20 years. Uh, fucking, I guess so. Uh, in, yeah, in the future, it's just going to be fucking like, there's, there's not even going to be fucking like riffs. It's just going to be like one note. I don't know. It's like going to be out one of nowhere. Dirty and not noise. even a pattern. Yeah. Awful. 
Yeah. Awful. One dirty, awful noise. Yeah, they're gonna like some asshole is gonna be like, you know, I found that the fire alarm is actually like a really cool instrument, and you know, <laughs> like I just remixed it like twenty times, and, and I mixed it know. with the elevator <laughs> because I had to sit on it like twenty five times, and then I found a police station and I hung out there, and you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's gonna be horrible. <laughs> the future sucks, dude. Hopefully, no, the clean. future doesn't suck, guy. Come on. The future, the future is another drink for you. Look at that. Again, Bullshit. Look, look at the optimism there. Look oh, at the optimism. Cut the crap. A couple of moguls hanging out here in the home studio. Hudson, Chamber of Commerce, hashtag. There's Dude, a like- beautiful spot. <laughs> and you know what? You can talk fucking beautifulness about this town, but I'll tell you what. How's it feel? When to- I was growing up Paul as a Salucci. very young person, and I came from Natick, Massachusetts, which is deep in the in the uh like creation of greatness there was what do you one mean rightness greatness oh greatness oh yeah can you guys even beat framingham at football oh, didn't you lose to fuck. wayland like- we smash these twerps <laughs> but listen the deal was in the day when i was younger like hudson was an amazing place because nuno would blow it up Nuno Nuno lit this fucking town up when he decided to play guitar, you know? That's fucked up. That's a big name. I used to come down here and try to, like, seek him out with one of my really good friends who became my brother-in-law back in the day. And we would hang out with Nuno. We would hang out with a... uh, Where you go, the Portuguese club? They play there every year still, I heard. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a private thing, but it's only like three or five hundred tickets or something. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. You like that Van Halen album? Honestly. Well, fuck that. Here's the deal. Uh, the band Flesh became... You know who Flesh is? No, I don't know who Flesh, Flesh is. Flesh is a fucking Hudson legacy. Okay, tell me you about don't it. Know, you don't know who... Do they have a fucking logo that actually dripped with flesh and blood? Or was it just oh, like... Oh, no. Like, they... like papyrus font? Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, Flesh. The rock band was... In, in my opinion, like where I came from. So. I don't think there's even a metal band I'm aware of named Flush, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, there was Like, heavy. I wasn't even like, you didn't even, you just left hooked. You know, that was a liver shot, Jimmy. That was a liver shot. <laughs> yeah, you ain't I didn't kidding, know what band, there's Flesh List, but I don't know what band named uh, Flesh Grind. I don't know what band named fucking Flesh. I'm a fucking poser. And they're from Hudson. Yeah. They probably Do- don't even fucking have like Sarah Thungol albums, too, I about, right? Are you kidding me? All right, well, <laughs> tell me about Flesh. <laughs> Flesh is... He answers the phone at AAF, I think, right? Listen, Flesh <laughs> is this. Gary Sharon, he is a singer of Extreme. His brother is Marcus, who is a guitar player of Flesh. The singer of Flesh happens to be Nuno Betancourt's brother, Paulo, who is one motherfucker of a singer. The deal is, Marcus is one motherfucker of a writer. And this goes into this swirl, and they become a very huge local band. After Extreme, of course. I, I know how you don't know about that is fucked up to me. 
Were they on fucking Real Rock TV? Yeah, definitely. Base Day Rock? I don't of know. Of course, yes. Dude, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Flesh was the biggest band in New England at one time. I'm a poser. I don't know anything about Flesh. I know. And I like that. I like that. All right. So you're so, going to give me a Flesh tape with the Scorch tapes, too? Well, can't. I'm going to guarantee. I should just sign Flesh right now to 100 tapes on... on, on. Sign the deal, brother. Sign the deal. Just put it on. Nobody's going <laughs> to sign Flesh and nothing. They've been fucking with people in the music business for years. They don't They don't play that game, you know? Out of all the places in the world, though, why do you live here and not California? Why not fucking Chicago? Why is it here? Oh, yeah. Fucking I'm sensitive. moving to California. You're moving? I'm going to have uh, I'm bicoastal. My family is going to live here. I'm going to grow my children, my remaining younger children, up in California in private school, and bring them here whenever I can. This bicoastal sounds terrifying. Why? I don't know. It sounds like long distance relationship to me. Like fucking like, what are you bicoastal? Like a sexuality or some shit? Like fucking you take it on both sides? I don't get it. Like fucking like. Uh, the only reason I say bi-coastal is because there's very amazing things that happen in New England, right? There's, there's shit that happens in New England that nobody can compete with. You would never want to bring your family up in like a fake version of that. But my family's main thing every single summer, and I mean every summer since I met my beautiful wife, was we go to Ossipee, Lake Ossipee, every summer. Every summer. Never stop. Yeah, you don't go to Florida? You go to New Hampshire? Oh, I will never go to Florida. You don't like the rednecks in the South? You prefer the northern fucking French No, no, no. no. I love everybody. <laughs> I'm not even bullshitting. I love everybody. Like, I, d- I don't choose to go to the South too often, but it, it, I don't, like, think about any, like, rednecks or whatever. I think about, like, how is this going to make me, like, a bigger person, you know? Huh. Whatever. <laughs> In the summer. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Tell me. I don't know. I mean, like, I heard, like, it's, you know, fucking kind of expensive to live in California. I don't know. You can be all bi-coastal and shit. Fucking, I can't imagine fucking visiting my parents it? in Fairhaven, you know? Like, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you how to live in California. Find a group of people that has your best interests in mind. And they are highly focused on success. And if your success is pointed at having a fucking house in California, you shall have it. And if, like, whatever you want, you can have. If you want to have a fucking crappy life, great, you'll have it. If you want to have an amazing life, great, you'll have it. It's the way it is, man. What are you, the fucking secret? Yeah, you want to talk deeper? <laughs> Let me take a piss for fuck's sakes and I'll give you the truth. Nah, we're going to fucking spin our tires too much. I know. What, yeah. are you, what are you doing right now? What are you going to go to work to tomorrow? You you working on your fucking goat whore video? I am. I have goat whore in my mind. So you got two... I, I know, Let me uh, say about goat whore. What? Which is, I, I, I want to put this like nugget. If you're in a metal band... In the bowl. You, I'm being look. No one's paying me. This is from my heart. I love TA. We hung out fucking in, in California for a week. Fucking hung out in fucking uh, Dallas, San Antonio. Fucking TA's my boy. That's a bass player. I love that. 
bass player I love, you know? I'm, I'm going to go even wider and say, like, Metal Blade as a unit. Oh. They treat me as a director, as, like, a free person. They truly let me do what I want to do, which is fucked up, right? So I create these entire things for them to judge. And Metal Blade is fucking dope, dude. They never say no. So it's up to me to satisfy their clients, which is, you know, Go Hewar, Abnormality, Whitechapel. It doesn't matter. So when I do that, I am successful. Until I do that. What band drunk drank the most beer on your sets? Me. No, what band? Not you. Fucking what band? <laughs> beer. Let me think. Beer, beer, beer. I wanna know which band drank the most beer. Which band probably hottest. This is my final thought. Really? Have a good time all the time. Well, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. I think that your band put a fucking solid effort in. I think we did too. Yeah, least you can do. We put in two halves. I think like, maybe like, you did. You think so? Yeah. Set it up, raise the bath. <laughs> Jeremy showed up to the second one with a cooler. We didn't fuck around. Sure as fuck did. I don't Big think anybody cooler. did drink more than you. Last year was in Stoughton at this Vaudevillian theater. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Jimmy that found was an it. extra level shit. That was pretty cool. It was like nowhere to sit, though. Fucking everything's all smashed out and decrepit and yeah. fucking crumbling and shit. And like, unless you brought camping chairs, you're gonna be sitting on the floor. You should have brought camping chairs. Good idea. Damn, that's like motherfucker. Oh my. So what's next? In a world. What's the trailer for your next fucking release and all this in between? You doing a video for Kid Rock and God's? I'm Mac? not doing nothing. <laughs> like. How's it feel oh, to be a new metal pioneer? How's that feel? Oh, it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a world. Okay. When's the Gangs of Bitch Bobby documentary coming out? It's out. It's out. It's been out forever. What do you mean it's been out forever? What, yeah. YouTube? Yeah. Venmo? Yeah. Venmo. <laughs> Dude, so Just bad. tell us what you're doing. Uh, doing... Uh, with your website, your media, where, where we're going to follow you, Mr. Jim. Really? You're going to give me the, like, the wrap-up bullshit? Yeah, give me the wrap-up right, here. here. The Just deal. wrap this up. Come on. If you're a fucking enterprising young artist, you would probably want to look up Red 13 Studios because we don't fuck around. We are circumnavigating the bullshit. We are, we are really focused on, uh, you know, influencers, people who have influence in the uh, marketing world or you know via instagram you know people who when you say when you say circumnavigating you mean the earth's round correct man you want to talk about the fucking (laughs) all right in my opinion josh there's not flat the Earth is round, and I'll right. tell you why. Right. Just making sure. Just check. I've seen all these can assholes. Can I tell you lately. why I think the Earth is round? You got Google Earth. Got a got a I droid. Don't give a fuck what Earth you Google. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the Earth from a big perspective, which could be fucking anything, could be a big head. It could be from your name. It could be 
Josh. Luckily for you, it's a little bit hard, but not very hard. And is very soft. So the name Josh means that over your lifetime, you have been pelted very generously with light amounts of fucking insult and rocks and bullshit to fucking shape one into a cunt. Only because you are Josh. The reason it's a cunt is because I'm the descendant of the guy that threw a rock against the wall and, and made that fucker fall to Jericho. I mean, Bullshit. Yeah. The reason you are Josh is because you were born into being a motherfucker who wasn't ready to accept that pain. But the difference is Kevin or Kyle or all these people who have wicked hot names in New England. Is it the K? Do you have a thing for the little K? <laughs> uh, it means it means that you are much harder. Like you're taking punches to the soul, much harder than these dudes. But the reason is because like they're taking punches all day long, and they <laughs> and they're making a mess out of a guy like you. But a regular dude, you know, he could take punches all day. Anyways, the fuck are you talking about getting punched? If I can like. <laughs> I say at a desk. <laughs> so the moon the moon is round because it took those punches all day long, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. over the course of time it became you know, it might have been a block of cheese. It took it took those punches to make itself round like by asteroids or whatever. And that's kind of what I mean. Like your name, the consonants in your name will oh, give you the same kind of hard It's saying it shapes you. It, it shapes does. you, Jimmy. Everything you, yeah. you encounter in life shapes you as a person, for right. sure. Yeah. It's an important lesson, uh, lesson to learn. So you get your Every... dick out for the word Josh. I don't give a fuck, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you can fucking dick yourself up. Your problems are your problems. I'm going to deal with mine. When's the next Kid Rock video you're filming? Oh, shit. <laughs> Tomorrow morning. Red 13 Studios, right? On uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Yes. If you have a problem, you can email Josh directly. <laughs> it's not up there. Don't contact me. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a success. Just leave a comment on the SoundCloud page. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Jimmy Josh, thank I you for the new metal. Uh, extravagant. <laughs> extravagant. <laughs> yeah. Our new platform is called Extravagant. <laughs> it's like extravagant. Except, oh shit, we missed the last. It's piece. a fucking actually extravagant is a new um, performance and based enhancement drug I have for penile implantsment. It's basically <laughs> kind of like the squatty potty. Uh, That's it, pretty it's good. the politically correct version of 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 the ego riser, but it's, it's more of like a squatty it's ego potty. riser. Yeah, or implantsment. You didn't have a singer that had the ego riser. You get the little block. It's like I've seen some of these singers. They go out there on tour eagle and like, riser. and like they bring a microphone. They go, "No, I, I got, I, I got a fucking eagle riser, man." But I'm like, "Really? Get a fucking shoebox? You got a little soapbox stand on top of like <laughs> oh, you're in Newsies? No. Fucking gonna start no. singing me a song? Fucking oh, selling papers? Fucking like, you know?" This has been oh, a boy. six minute plug segment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jimmy's at Red Thirteen Studios. <laughs> 
Red 13 Red 13 Records. Studios, Red right? Red 13 Records. I'm not editing that shit in post. That's all you. <laughs> That's all me. We're Red 13 Studios now, right? I'm not right? going to make it this far. Everybody's sitting at their desk right now. There's a guy at the job site being like, why do you listen to this shit? Danny in Framingham right now is like, I can't believe this is on. You know, these fucking oh ratios God. is crazy, you know? Holy fuck. <laughs> What's your Twitter? Yeah. Twatter. <laughs> Twatter. <laughs> Josh, what's, shit. what's the next video? When's the goat whore thing dropping? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it really is dropping no, tomorrow. No, no, as far as Ben's concerned, it's dropping tomorrow. All right. Is Ben pissed at you right now? Maybe. Do they yell at you in New Orleans? Uh, ben is angry. Angry at you? Yeah. You fucked up, didn't you? Well, no. This... How'd you fuck up? How'd you fuck this up? Tell me. Tell Ben right now. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> if I could unfuck this up. No, no, no. For real. Um, you know, Ben is really far away. And for him to convey in any great, like we talked about Sully earlier. I think Sully's ideas are like, you know, that's the way it is. And, and I think the same about Ben but he's just in like the metal world and I'm not able to connect with him on a daily basis. But if I could, the video would be fucking seriously dope, you know? So Ben and Sully in the same league. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Just a different kind of, you know, superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's that ben, creative. Ben genius. is yeah. definitely the, that creative the vision, you know, same shit. Most definitely. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for Ben. Ben is uh, super smart, like next level smart. Do you think Ben has long arms? He's got a long reach, I think. I uh, wouldn't fucking Must make know. it interesting. Oh, he's probably, you don't have the video shoot where he's fucking like, you're in oh. his fucking grill looking at the guy? Fucking ben like. wasn't in a thousand yards of that video. No, wait, you didn't film the band? No, I wish I did. It would have made my job easier. So why don't you have Ben come up here and do the thing? I wanted to. He's super fucking busy. Really? The thing about Gohor is Gohor is really about to fucking take a jump to the next level. And his life is like really in the process of a change, you know? No shit. To be honest with you, so is yours, you know? Really? Yeah, why not? Well, I'm engaged. Well, that's one thing. Yeah. But I'm talking about your <laughs> musical band, you know? Wait, you know something? I don't know. What are you fucking like, fucking Lady Cleo now? All of a sudden, fucking like <laughs> Lady Cleo. <laughs> yeah, man, you fucking right. I know something you don't know. Well, you got an Instagram? <laughs> oh, Jesus, I know everything you don't know. So it's know everything you know and know everything you don't know, and then you'll know everything. But as far as Gohor goes, uh, I t- totally respect. Ben's vision because he knows on the next level what's important in his shit. I hope it's not Bourbon Street. Oh, it's pretty fucked up. Fucking French quarters. I mean, I like that Frenchman Street way more. Fucking and the cheeseburgers that Siberia fucking Ben to die for. Ben has some deep fucking thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, he does. It's not Irish Catholic, is it? 
<laughs> Not supposedly. <laughs> ben is a deep thinker. He's very much like Nietzsche or... Uh... Yeah, I like the Nietzsche guy. Yeah. He thinks like... Hey, you got a little Nietzsche in your knee right there. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Gotcha. As far as Gohor goes, Ben is definitely next level. It's fucking... It's a great thing. You gotta... You gotta... You gotta uh, submit. What were we going to expect for this video that's coming out? Oh, my God. Let me tell you about this video. He has to get the reptile from the fucking rental place again. <laughs> He's not 100% committed, which I, I, I you know, my, uh, my mindset is whatever the fucking, the, the customer thinks, the client thinks, I agree with. But this video is fucking dope. It's fucking dark. Fucked up. It looks like a uh, Mel Gibson movie that costs like, <laughs> you know, a million bucks. Really? Yeah. And we made this fucked up video, and I'll show you in a minute. Like, I'll show you my personal cut. And then... You're telling me they filmed the fucking Passion of the Christ in Hudson? You're fucking right, dude. It's <laughs> fucked up you said that. We filmed the Passion of the Christ, but we did it in a castle that was in... Uh... Oh, man, Portsmouth? Was no, it, was, it wasn't that far. It was like What state know. was it in? Mass. Oh. Massachusetts. You get castles everywhere in New England. Nobody talks about them. Yeah, you're right. Bancroft Castle in Groton, Massachusetts. Oh, that's Peter Gammon's hometown. Dan Peter Gammon. Yeah. Mr. Baseball. Yeah, baseball writers. Yeah. I like him. I read his work, you know. Sean, I see's from there. He's a protege. Shank. I know yeah. both of those dudes. I met him a bunch of times because I'm uh, I'm reasonably friendly with uh, John Mita Perel, who's a good good, good friend of mine. John Mita Perel, like... Fucking got the webbing on his hand broken from a Scott Zolak pass in the packing lot or some shit. I'm not surprised. Meter yeah. was always trying to party. Well, fucking Zolak was a hard ball. I'm and the sure fucking he does. shit split his, like the webbing in between your fucking index I'm and your sure thumb. He does, dude. Fucking split that cocksucker down. Meter like fucking... is down the party and yeah. Zolak is down the party. Yeah. You ever do coke with those guys? Oh, I don't do coke with <laughs> Never once in my life. I'll tell you. I just <laughs> All right. I don't think we can run this one into the ground anymore. There's a little bit of mud beneath us, maybe six feet. Um, <laughs> Fucking yeah. You anxious to wake up and hear this be immortalized forever, Jim? I don't care, brother. I'm super proud to fucking be involved in what you think. I'm, I'm hyped. Dude, to be honest with you, you are one of the most smilingest. Oh, God. Extra awesome dudes in the metal scene that I've come across. Love Jimmy. Love Jimmy. Oh, you don't have to love me. I'm taking you are a very special fucking light in this fucking grim son of a bitch called metal. Uh, I am not even playing. I got speed metal in my blood. You know, I get a little pumped up. You know, uh, no, you got, the smile. CX, you got a smile. You got a smile. Speed metal mania. <laughs> so, was that a cheap plug? <laughs> Gotta get your shit wait, in. Wait, I have to process that. <laughs> process that. Take it to the bank. Write it down. Take a picture. I don't give a fuck. 
Jimmy, thanks for stopping by. I know you had a very long trip coming here tonight. I know. The commute was brutal. Did he cover trans at least? Horrific. I'm going to need... <laughs> I'm going to need a little bit of a per diem for travel, of course. Uh. What do you mean? You already got a salmon dinner with rice and fucking jerk sauce. Fucking like, what? <laughs> there's brie and bread downstairs on the table. Fucking like... <laughs> I know. You fucking jerks are going to have to pay me. Point three two cents per travel mile, and that comes gonna... out to eight cents. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the. I'm just another check mac promotional goods in your life. I'm just a customs form. I'm just a root customs form. I love it. I was know? thinking about the same thing of you. I was like, to... why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, How am oh, I going to write this check mark and fucking Josh's <laughs> life? Commercial value one dollar. Her nothing fucking <laughs> direct. Let me say one thing before we split. Well, like the I have a very powerful team that is very willing to help the very willing to work. And if, if you are anything exceptional, you will find me in my team. Otherwise, fuck you. <laughs> this is basically like. The Avengers of like Goat Horror and Godsmack and Entourage together. No, well. that's a bunch of bulls. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Never thought I'd hear Goat Horror, Godsmack, and Entourage in one sentence, but we just did. What the fuck that's was that? Dope, actually. <laughs> I'm down, man. That's what defines me. Fuck it. <laughs> Never heard that before. Josh, direct input, man. Direct what are we? Direct input. Follow All us right. on Twitter. Direct input cast. Fucking. Uh, just National Google it. Metal it's- Instagram SoundCloud. That's where you are. Direct input. Jimmy's at fucking Red Studios. Red 13 Studios. Red 13 <laughs> Framingham. Framingham, Framingham Massachusetts. Don't forget to listen to Gangsta Bitch Bobby. Look up Scorch yeah, on Opie and Anthony. I can't wait to get these Scorch tapes. This is, you know where I am right now? This is the beginning you know, of... You never talked about my biggest accomplishment. My biggest accomplishment is being exactly like Daniel Plainfield and fucking There Will Be Blood. I worked on Here Comes the Boom. Well, I fall down a fucking ditch and fucking break my leg and discover a gold mine of fucking scorch tapes. Fucking Here Comes the Boom by fucking... What the fuck is that? uh, P.O.D.? What is that? Fuck yeah. Is that a good song? Here Comes the Boom? I don't care. We're talking about a million views. You got a million views on that? Why'd you get a million views on Here Comes the Boom? You know what? That's a Christian band. You into this? Yeah. I'm take that money. I'm going to take the Christian route. You take the, you take that Christian <laughs> donation. Yeah. You get to write that one off as a Christian fucking... <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about Here Comes the Boom. I really don't like it, to be honest. Yeah. I hate well, the pressure bubble. <laughs> it, di- it, it made me diamond. All right. You know what diamond is? Woo, platinum. That's fucking like the last song Sweet. in the first Kiss album. Fucking... Diamond platform. That's a billion. It's like, isn't gold a half a million? Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. Out of Sudbury. (laughs) Diamonds. Is that where you go with Sudbury? You go down to the diamond Diamond exchange? exchange. (laughs) Does that mean you have a cat to go to that exchange? (laughs) 
We are. All right, Jimmy, we can't run this one. This is like Fitzcarraldo right now. We're like pulling the boat Whoa. over the mountain, fucking like trying to get to the it's, <laughs> this, it's funny. But this is the... Josh's show isn't really... I come from a show that's structured. We know like, I don't know, 10 minutes oh, here, five minutes here, all that shit. shit. He's like legit. And so fucking... excuse me if, I'm, if it seems like I'm trying to like push this along. I'm just an autopilot because I'm in the studio here. I'm just on, like, let's get the thing wrapped up without even letting the conversation end naturally. So, my my apologies. You can end anytime you want. In a world. (laughs) In a world where men crash and burn a car into the wall over and over and over. This is Direct Input. Cheers. Thank you.